a good laughter yoga session, guys. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Oh, I enjoyed that I one. I particularly enjoyed your downward dog, Christopher. It's the crack of dawn in Mumbai. We're hey! all locked out. And you are listening to Big Damn Cast. Yes. I am Christopher, a.k.a. the deepest. I am Mastafa, a.k.a. the bluest. And we are joined this week once again by... Charlie. Whose hat is like a shark's fin? Hey! Hey! Set him up and knock it down! <laughs> As you may have guessed, this is a um, a very sharky episode mm. of Big Dan mm. Cast, because we're going to talk about the Jason Statham versus Giant Shark event. Calling it a movie is, is too kind. Um, <laughs> the Meg. Um, but before we've got before that, we've got a couple of bits of, uh, of news to get to. Uh, one, quite, quite serious, but first, something whimsical and stupid. Um... Rick and Morty fans are the worst. Episode 724. Yes, there have been more episodes of this feature than there have of our podcast. That is how bad <laughs> as As a Rick and Morty fan, this is how bad Rick and Morty fans are. So, it's amazing that we fit 700 episodes of that into 113 episodes. Right? It's, it's incredible. Um, mm, they, don't, they, don't, yeah, they make it pretty easy. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, so this <laughs> is something that was retweeted um, from Charania. Is the is the originator on Twitter and this and I, and I got it as a, via a retweet from H Bomber Guy, uh, who's ace. Uh, he is amazing. Um, so, there's a company called Drink Company who do like pop up bars that are themed, and they wanted and <laughs> their their latest venture announced on August sixth was the Wubba Lubba Dub Pub. Very good. Which is Love the, their latest fandom themed pop up bar that is going to be a three tiered labyrinth of homages to Adult Swim's most popular cartoon. And on August 7th, they're, so, they're showing off their I turn myself into a pickle, Morty. <laughs> and they had, yeah, we've got Pickle Rick back shots made with old granddad bonded and Gordy's pickle brine. Yeah, they are very good. And they're in beakers because. That sounds revolting. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> but anyway, then on Friday, gone. Uh, turns out that they're not allowed to do that because Cartoon Network turned around and said, uh, you didn't actually ask us permission? So, ah. <laughs> so ah. we're going to need to Oversight. work something out here. Yeah, um, you, you, think, you think maybe that'd be one of the first things they'd want to do. Go. Or at least do something where they really toe the line yeah. of, yeah. of, oh, no, of copyright is... by calling it, you know, like, you know, like, Pickle in, uh, slick, yeah. Oh, which you know, which could, which sounds naughty too. So yeah, you could attract a whole naughty. new batch of, <laughs> of clientele. Well, just off of Hollywood Boulevard in in LA is um, the the uh, the scum and villainy cantina. Excellent. Which is a, it's very much the bar from Moss Eisley from a new. Oh, well, they don't but call it the every, Moss Eisley yeah. cantina. Everything is just off. Like the the pipes behind the bar are more steampunky and less like the ones in the film. But they also resemble IG88's head, so it's like little things like yeah, that. We're yeah, sort of yeah. like, oh, okay, you're ch- ch- chopping and changing. I clapped! I clapped <laughs> when I saw it! Also, <laughs> when you rewatch that <laughs> particular scene, mm-hmm. the costumes that they're being worn, you could quite easily buy them you from could, any yeah, most, like costume store. Most halfway competent cosplayers are halfway uh, dedicated. There's literally a werewolf mask in like, there. Yeah, there is they, literally a werewolf mask. There's a devil mask in there. Yeah, like <laughs> the, de- the, the Deveronians. That's canon. Look that shit up. Don't look that or shit don't, up. Don't. Um, the, this is Drink Company's uh, statement. 
uh, about after they, after they found out that they weren't going to be able to go ahead with this. Oh God. <laughs> oh no, no. Right, hang on, hang on. Okay. Right, before this even starts. So, they go, hey everybody, we're going to do a Rick and Morty themed pop-up yeah, yeah, bar. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. We've already designed everything. We're already spending the money on getting all the bits and pieces in. Here's what it's going to look like. This is going to be great. Cartoon Network step in and go, excuse me, motherfuckers. You haven't actually asked permission from us yet. Yeah. Uh, let's work something out. Let's decide something here. So they're basically saying, they're offering the olive branch of, we can work this out or you can stop it. I'm guessing these guys have decided to not only stop it, but be really shitty about it. Well, here we go. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, God. Wubble up a dub pub. Was this that? <laughs> oh! It's, it's, difficult, it's a bit difficult to start a, uh, an official sort of <laughs> uh, letter with. Pub is all caps, by the way. Wubble up a dub pub! Yes! <laughs> yes! Okay. Um, Sorry, just, just. It's an audio <laughs> podcast, you know. Well, the Dub Pub Put a little Dutch was, in there. Was, <laughs> was designed by fans for fans. Oh. But we think everyone would have enjoyed it. It was a labour of love and included hand-sewn me seats from our CEO Angie's mother, graffiti work by an incredible artist, a 25-foot Reuben cut out by our special projects director, hockey referee turned craftsman Matt Fox, and deep references to a show that has made us all laugh out loud and confront the deeper meaning behind the gags. In a word... We are fans geeking out. Uh... Turner Broadcasting slash Cartoon Network wasn't willing to let us do that and demanded we shut down. We then reached an agreement and thus delayed for a week, but they changed their minds, threatened us with exorbitant fees, and then took everything off the table today and refused to talk any further. The whole time we were operating in good faith and willing to make concessions to bring this wonderful work of fan art to life. Uh, and then does it, do I need to go to the next one? Uh, yes. We are entitled to this thing of which we own nothing. Mm. Now we have to lay oh, off our beloved employees and take a massive financial hit, all because Turner Broadcasting and Cartoon Network are unwilling to figure out a way to let a great fan tribute happen. We are so sorry to all the fans. It's but not are... up to them <laughs> to make that happen. <laughs> we, are, uh, we are so sorry to all the fans, Fuck. but we have also learned a valuable lesson. And it's not make sure you get the rights or something before you do something based on someone else's IP. It's, when it comes to free speech and fair use, Turner Broadcasting and Cartoon Network believes that only, that, that should, that should only be a joke on the show. If you have something to say to Turner, see handles below. Oh, And then by the Twitter and Instagram links for Turner, the Rick and Morty Twitter, Instagram, Adult Swim, the Rick and Morty and Adult Swim Facebook pages and all that stuff. Well, <laughs> this is the thing. Like, if it was a piece of fan art, as they keep yeah. claiming it to be, yeah, that's one thing because yeah. that's not something that turns the organizers a profit or the 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 the, the yeah. designers creators a profit. This is we, literally yeah, like, a business event yeah. that they're setting up through their business, and they've yep. forgotten how to business. <laughs> they're businessing badly, and they're blaming someone else yeah they're blaming they're blaming a company for going after their ip for for protecting their ip but the problem is like yeah some companies could be a bit too litigious for people who are genuinely doing fair use stuff and, yeah yeah and nintendo, nintendo on that, for example yeah. <laughs> so, um, so much that we both but, immediately said yeah. that word <laughs> so but, there is, that is out there not only is this not fair use mm. by any stretch of the imagination but like the problem with copyright law and the way it works is that you have to actively defend 
your IP and copyrights. Otherwise, because of um, precedents set in other legal cases, they can be taken off you mm. or, or made public domain. Mm. Which is why you often get like fan projects shut down when they get to a certain size because, unfortunately, because of the way copyright laws work, that's just what has to be done to protect those copyrights. Mm-hmm. Which is why those one, which is why the successful ones that are still out there that are big immediately proceed with the whole "this is a not for profit." Yeah, this yeah. that like, yeah. makes a statement up front. We're just doing this because we love it. No one earned money from this. Please don't sue us. And oh. the companies tend to then go, "Yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool." Mm-hmm. Or, or in the example of carrying on with the kind of video game example, why uh, you know ex people from Rare or ex people from Konami um, or ex people from Capcom have gone on to make kind of spiritual successes to those yeah. original things, sort of taking inspiration from them for better or worse in some cases. Mighty uh, Number Nine, with the like, <laughs> Mighty Number Nine, yeah. um, or um, uh, and ending up with things like ukulele and uh, w- what's the um, Castlevania um, um, Bloodstain. Bloodstain, uh, which take the inspiration that those original IPs kind of sort of stirred up, yeah. but aren't trampling all over uh, the IP itself. Not that the Konami dons would have to worry because Konami don't make games. We're anymore, Konami, but, hey. but in this in this case, this is a, like a flagrant kind of. Uh, use of someone else's IP, yeah. who and you're then kind of throwing your toys away, where you know at the pram, when the owner of which comes after you and goes, "Would you mind? <laughs> Would you mind not?" Like it, you know, it's taking someone else's stuff, yeah, and then kicking up a hissy fit when they ask, you know, when they ask you not to. <laughs> Once yeah. again, Rick and Morty fans are, are the, the worst. worst. <laughs> like, what is it? What is it though about? Like Rick and Morty specifically, because you think what? people watch the show and be like, "Oh, Rick's so cool. He doesn't care. He does whatever he wants. He doesn't obey the social norms." And they don't realize that, like, that's he's a fucking despicable yeah, prick. Yeah. There are people like, he's who, the worst person. There yeah, are people yeah. out there who are internet edge lords who get a hard on from the yeah. nihilistic through line of Rick's character and the show's opinion and, and point of view from certain characters and in certain stories. Mm-hmm. And they just, for some reason, decide, this show gets me. If you don't get me, then you don't really care about this show like I do. So I'm going to open up a bar and it's going to be amazing. And we don't need permission. Screw that. Rick wouldn't <laughs> ask permission. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Rick wouldn't ask permission. No, but permission's for squares. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... I'm yep. so surprised they didn't just say, like, you know, Turner and, and Cartoon Network are a bunch of Jerry's. Do you know what I mean? Uh, just like, they were one more uh, sentence away from just... Oh, crap. And here's the thing. It's entirely possible that Cartoon Network did just say, right, let's have a com- private communication. Got in touch with them and went, look, we'd rather you just shut this down. Well, that's... It's, it's that, well, they, they were within well, their rights to so just go, well, absolutely, absolutely right. not. That's what they but, were saying. They were saying that they had... Well, they, the, they had a discussion had and it to got to that. Yeah. They they also suggest though that you know that, that they were looking to take an extortionate cut of it. Again, well within their right to do so. But at the same time, based on the attitude of that like sign off letter, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they went into the initial chat with Carter Network and Turner guns blazing and immediately made mm. them go, Yeah, we don't want to do business with these guys, shut them down completely. Like they probably went in considering they got in touch with them publicly in the first place, they probably went in to be like, Alright, you can't really do this without us. Sorry. Here's how we're going to do it. We'll take like this much of a profit and la 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 and blah, 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 blah. Cheers. And they've gone, no, that's our money. And then been shitty about it. Yeah. Mm. So this could uh, have been the start of something kind of cool. 
the idea of licenses sort of loaning out the rights to a degree yeah. to mm. events. Like, and, whether yeah. or not um, Cartoon Network came in. You can name in. a drink after something from a TV show, that's fine. As long as you're not using the character on your promotional artwork and sticking it in your establishment. Mm. And, yeah. Like, that's cool. These guys could have bridged that gap had they been civil about it. Yeah, exactly. And he, like, <laughs> even if Cartoon Network had come down on them like a ton of bricks mm. and said, shut the thing down, absolutely not. There is no way on hell, earth, or whatever other dimension you have to, <laughs> to go through that this is going to happen. Yeah. They're still within their rights to do that. Yeah. They're not wrong to do that. Because like you said, Matt, like, the idea of owning IP and the part of the whole thing with copyright yeah. law is that it needs to constantly be a kind of offensive, yeah. like, uh, an offensive defense. Yeah. And of I it. think otherwise I think it gets abused. A, I think that is a problem with copyright law. I think copyright law in and of itself is problematic because Disney keep extending it because they don't want to lose that mouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um but uh and as such it is allowing an enormous company to hold on to more and more and more and more and more properties. In the yeah, game. they become like that. The, yeah. They're becoming the, monolithic. The, the, they, yeah, the yeah. dragon hoarding its you know That's, golden coins, especially with the Fox merger, which is this whole other brand of awful. I um, am Mouse Destroyer of Worlds. He is yeah. Mouse Destroyer of Worlds. Um, but, <laughs> oh, you know, it's... Oh, oh. So once again, as, fuck Ray and Morty fans. As ba- yeah. Mm. As, bad as, as bad as copyright law is, it is there to protect people who have good ideas and who are entitled to earn money off the back of those ideas. It's also abused by corporations to keep, like you say, dragons holding their gold, but it is... It does, all protect, it does also protect smaller creators, so it's it's important to respect it in that way. Rick and Morty fans, they are why we can't have nice things. Also Star Wars fans. Oh, Christ. Oh, um, so, as oh. you are no doubt all aware, because you should be, because it was fucking stupid, mm-hmm. Kelly Marie Tran was abused and harassed so badly on social media that she deleted all her Instagram posts over the summer in response um, she's been silent for a bit over it, but recently she penned an open letter that was published in the New York Times um, uh, today, actually, uh, as you're, as we're recording this, this is the August 21st. Um, Year of our Lord, which explains uh, the thoughts and feelings behind that. And I'm just going to read the whole thing because I think it's got an important message. Uh, it's going to be slightly weird because I'm not a woman or a person of colour, and, and I'll be referring to myself in the first person as those things, but hey. Just go with it, all right? Just this imagine. Theatre of the mind, people. Yeah. Theatre um, of the mind. This is... Um, so, yeah, this is Kelly Marie Tran, an open letter published on New York Times. It wasn't their words, it's that I started to believe them. Their words seemed to confirm what growing up as a woman and a person of colour already taught me, that I belonged in margins and spaces, valid only as a minor character in their lives and stories. And these words awakened something deep inside me, a feeling that I thought I'd grown out of. The same feeling I'd had when I was nine. I stopped speaking Vietnamese altogether because I was tired of hearing other kids mock me. Or at 17, when at dinner with my white boyfriend and his family, I ordered a meal in perfect English to the surprise of the waitress, who exclaimed, Wow, it's so cute that you have an exchange student. The words reinforced the narrative I had heard my whole life, that I was other, that I didn't belong, that I wasn't good enough simply because I wasn't like them. And that feeling, I realise now, was and is shame. A shame for the things that made me different. A shame for the culture from which I've come from. And to me, the most disappointing thing was that I felt it or felt it at all. Because the same society that taught some people they were heroes, saviours, inheritors of the manifest destiny ideal, 
taught me I existed only in the background of their stories, doing their nails, diagnosing their illnesses, supporting their love interests, and perhaps the most damaging, waiting for them to rescue me. And for a long time, I believed them. I believed those words, those stories, carefully crafted by a society that was built to uphold the power of one type of person, one sex, one skin tone, one existence. It reinforced within me rules that were written before I was born, rules that made my parents deem it necessary to abandon their real names and adopt American ones, Tony and Kay. So it was easier for others to pronounce, a literal erasure of culture that still has me aching to the core. And as much as I hate to admit it, I started blaming myself. I thought, oh, maybe if I was thinner, or maybe if I grow out my hair, and worst of all, maybe if I wasn't Asian. For months, I went down a spiral of self-hate into the darkest recesses of my mind, places where I tore myself apart, where I put their words above my own self-worth. And it was then that I realised I had been lied to. I had been brainwashed into believing that my existence was limited to the boundaries of another person's approval. I had been tricked into thinking that my body was not my own, that I was beautiful only if someone else believed it, regardless of my own opinion. I had been told and retold this by everyone, by the media, by Hollywood, by companies that profited from my insecurities, manipulating me though so that I would buy their clothes, their makeup, their shoes, in order to fill a void that was perpetuated by them in the first place. Yes, I have been lied to. We all have. And it was in this realisation that I felt a different shame. Not a shame for who I was, but a shame for the world I grew up in. And a shame for how that world treats anyone who is different. I am not the first person to have grown up this way. This is what it is to grow up as a person of colour in a white-dominated world. This is what it is to be a woman in a society that has taught its daughters that we are worthy of love only if we are deemed attractive by its sons. This is the world I grew up in, but not the world I want to leave behind. I want to live in a world where children of colour don't spend their entire adolescence wishing to be white. I want to live in a world where women are not subjected to scrutiny for their appearance, or their actions, or their general existence. I want to live in a world where people of all races, religions, socio-economic classes, sexual orientations, gender identities and abilities are seen as what they have always been, human beings. This is the world I want to live in, and this is the world I will continue to work toward. These are the thoughts that run through my head every time I pick up a script, or a screenplay, or a book. I know the opportunity given to me is rare. I know that I now belong to a small group of privileged people who get to tell stories for a living. Stories that are heard and seen and digested by a world that for so long has tasted only one thing. I know how important that is. And I am not giving up. You might know me as Kelly. I am the first woman of colour to have a leading role in a Star Wars movie. I am the first Asian woman to appear on the cover of Vanity Fair. My real name is Loan, and I am just getting started. Wow. Kelly Marie Tran is fucking great, guys. Wow. Um, we have to do better, like, as a society. Like, this is... And this is why it's... This is why, on a podcast that is basically two white, white dudes banging on... Two white, straight, cis dudes banging on about inclusivity and 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 diversity and stuff like that is because it's we come we come from a position of relative privilege so we have a fucking responsibility to ensure that we make ourselves open to that diversity and everyone does like if you're in that position of privilege then 
you 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 just have to. You have to open it up to everyone else, or we're not going to get any better. And that's why I that's why I like to bang on about inclusivity mm. and diversity because it's just, it's it's not good enough. We're not doing well enough. We're not doing enough. No. And then you you, you think for all the kind of steps forward that we take, and then for the kind of level of abuse that Calamari Tran received yeah. to be so toxic and so relentless so as to force her away from the spotlight yeah. completely. And clearly she is a strong-willed, Fuck yeah. intelligent, yeah. Sort of powerful woman in her own right. And for that to sort of, you know, for her to still be driven away like that, it shows that there is still far more work to be done they're still they're like hearts and minds take longer to change than than any kind of policy I know I'm, I, I grant I, you I think the thing that troubles me though is that why do those fucking hearts and minds need changing man and I think she she gets to the root of it in that the, the sort of society we live in and and you know consumerism particularly sort of creates those beliefs but like what what's the fucking problem I don't yeah exactly don't, like, what is what yeah. is the problem why are people? Why do people feel the need to hound her off Instagram in the fucking first place? Mm. And what? Because, like she said, she's it, the first, the first. Yeah, she's the first person to be put in the position uh, at Star Wars. The first yeah. person to be put uh, was it Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair. Yeah. And so she the first is. First person on the cover of fucking Vanity Fair. Yeah. Like, how long yeah. fucking Vanity Fair been going for? Well, yeah, a while. Yeah, Decades. like so. It was sort of without meaning to be. She is essentially the first. Uh, she's the first one putting her head above the parapet. Yeah, and so, but the fact that she's being shot at—that's the issue there. Yeah, like it's why like, are people? Why are people kind of got their? You know, why are people got their? You know, uh, what's the fucking quivers problem? ready to sh- you know to shoot her down? Because in, she- ter- in terms of in terms of like why she was. Um, a target on the surface level of it all when that film came out, people just decided to um, uh, attach their distaste for the movie. People who really didn't enjoy Last Jedi um, decided she's the reason. I or mean, she's the punching bag we've for, said this for us to make it clear. We don't like your character, so we don't like you. And in expressing that, we are going to describe you like this. We are going to yeah. insult you because of this. That's what, that's the... Do you know what I mean? Like, it's... We, and, and again, I, I I say that I say this is the person in the room who didn't like the Last Jedi. It is not <laughs> her fault, nor her characters, and she doesn't deserve I mean, even a lick of criticism based on herself, her appearance, her family, her ethnicity, because you didn't yeah. like a film. Grow the fuck up. We've, we've oh, talked on this so before much. of how of how in just I I don't understand how people have taken this to such such to such extremes in that mm. they've the reasons that they don't like this movie and and this is why people who have genuine um actual criticisms of it as a piece of work as a film hello yeah hello <laughs> um aren't always taken seriously and just dismissed out of hand because there is and then it was the same with the ghostbusters movie um, yeah yeah. The Ghostbusters 2016 movie, and it's been we've we've seen it in, in a lot of franchises recently. We've seen it in the MCU movies to a degree as well. Like so much of the of the backlash of the negative stuff that is said about these these projects is because oh, it's got too many women in it, or it's got too many people of color in it. Mm. And 
why? Why yeah. is that an issue? And why should that? Yeah, why yeah. is that being used as a criticism like, at all? Yeah, why is that? But um, and it's. But this is like like I said last I, time I was here is when equality yeah to people that are privileged feels like something's being taken away. Mm. When Absolutely. Fact, when in fact and, it is not. And that's the most common thing that you see when people sort of try and get to the root of this is people who are in a position of privilege feeling like they're having something taken away. And, and, I, do, and I don't... It was brought to light today, actually. It was, it was reiterated amidst the whole Rahaya James Gunn thing that um, the previous Marvel CEO, Ike Perlmutter, yes. um, left Marvel in 2015. Uh, he was sort of removed, really, wasn't he? He was sort of like completely yeah, complaints there, there was, the company. There was rebellion in the, in yeah, the ranks against people, him. People, like, people quit were not fans. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and eventually he left. And Kevin Feige's been quite open about the fact that the only reason we have Black Panther now and Captain yeah. Marvel now is because these were movies he's been pushing since the MCU project took took off proper yeah, after, yeah, after yeah. Uh, Iron Man 2. And um, Ike Perlmutter each time was like, they don't sell toys. Is that what you mean, they? Is that they don't sell toys. Specifically referring to women and people of colour in the yeah. lead role. And it's because he obviously, it's, there's some kind of, whether, that, it, whether it be from a business standpoint doesn't justify it. Whether it be from that point of view or just his own insecurities, but that's that's the like, you know what I mean? that's what we're working against. We're working yeah. against that generation that is so ingrained mm. in the belief that women don't sell toys to boys, people of color don't sell toys to white kids. It's like, oh, it, why does it even matter? Yeah. It only matters because you keep making well, you, it matter. Yeah, you think of that that level of closed mindedness is being expressed at the top level yeah, of those yeah. decisions. So that stuff trickles that. down, yeah, and then. It kind of like it's the kind of thing that kind of becomes self perpetuating in a way. Yeah. That you know, well, this stuff doesn't sell toys, so they therefore will not make the thing. So of course, it's not going to sell toys. Yeah. Just through nature, because, of you, not, because they're not fucking on the shelf. Like, yeah, they're not there. Oh, oh the Ray toys aren't selling for the Force Awakens. You didn't fucking release any. Yeah. Like, of course they're not. Um, but the, the, the movie Bob did a recent video on on the James Gunn thing where yeah. he, he he had a really good analogy that I quite liked about. Um, the, the guy whose name I can't remember who's basically the guy who fired James Gunn and he's the Disney exec oh yeah got, yeah he, yeah and, and like the reason they're not going to hire James Gunn back is because he's got to look like he's got the biggest strongest dick at that company yeah and wave it around so yeah. even if, the, if it is the right thing to do if he reneges on that then he looks weak because we're in and, an age of Trumpism yes, where exactly. admitting any kind of fault well, and that's, and that's yeah. not even Trumpism that's just like corporate particularly America mm. um but, you know, most uh, predominantly uh, white, developed countries, I think. Because well, it's, the, cause it's the kind of tactic that, yeah. that, you know, that I bring that up as an example just because it's the tactic that both Boris Johnson and Donald Trump use yeah. and that they'll yeah, say yeah. these things, these sort of outlandish things sometimes, often, and then will not ever back down from them because no. to, to do that, to, to, to be kind of introspective and have a think... Yeah. That is somehow seen as a a sign of weakness. I think the only time I can think of Trump, particular, of saying something. This wasn't specifically um, to do, say, uh, race or what have you. But um, the only time he's ever sort of backed down, he did it in an offhanded way. It was the Helsinki summit, where the day after they were saying, like, I couldn't think of any reason why Russia would interfere with the election. He says that in the room with Putin, and then the next day he says, "What I said, what I was meant to say was, 
wouldn't. I don't think of any reason why it wouldn't. And the way it was presented was as a, you lot misheard me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. Just, just admit that you were a big pussy and like a superpower that is damaging your entire government. And it's difficult. It's it's that, like you say, it's the swinging the big dick around. So if Disney bring back James Gunn, they bring him back in a different role entirely so that the head of the Disney guy, the Disney guy who made the call, can save face. Because they're all... Oh, well, I fired him from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And that still stands. Not Bob Iger, I mean? the other guy. Uh, yeah, I want to say Ian. Is it Ian something? Mm, Ian Legneck. David something. David Billyhum, hey. No, um, anyway, yeah. So it's <laughs> Mr. It's, Disney. But it's that, that a combination <laughs> of. Um, <laughs> ho ho! There of, he is. Like institutionalised racism, uh, patriarchal uh, structures in corporate uh, structures and toxic masculinity within those circles just reinforce that this is the way it is and that's the way it's got to be and I can't change my mind or give in because it'll be a sign of weakness and then I won't get the next promotion mm. like it's and that and yeah like you said that trickles down even to the very bottom of the uh, yeah because it's of the, the similar kind of mindset but just exercised in a very different yeah. way like the... because, because that's what people want to in that sort of American dream setting, and to a lesser degree in this country, where you know you you, you are led to believe that you can you can go from the bottom of the working class to the very you top. You work of the real hard. You, you work real yeah, hard. Yeah, you pray like, real. That well. is the that is the attitude that people, uh, well, some people uh, think is what you need to get you there, which is why it's become so prevalent in even even in uh, the younger generation, but particularly with like people who are now in their late 40s to early 50s mm. and at the top of these corporations I think that's part of why it's been like that for so long And but I think the people underneath are starting to change what they can which is why we're seeing more of more of this um, and even from a cynical point of view it's probably just some people some companies are just realising oh you know what? If we diversify, we can actually sell more. It, that's the thing. Yeah, is like, like even if Kevin Feige is coming into this with the most cynical mind possible. Yeah. There I mean, is. This is a kind of sidebar from the Kevin Tran thing. Yeah. But even if he is coming at this with with the most cynical mind possible, it's just good business. Yeah. It's appeal. Like so don't, don't shut. Yeah. Possible. Don't shut these doors. Don't, no. Don't don't. You know, I don't present one type of person and one kind of scenario and one just yeah. one 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 one. It gets boring. There, there's huh? so much. There's a you know a, a, a such a huge uh, breadth of diversity out there through through race, through uh, uh, through through uh, you know gender different yeah, gender yeah. stories and different uh, orientation stories. That the idea of just focusing so exclusively and for so long yeah. on you know, one type of person's story. I think the, you get it a lot in games where people like to get really upset if there's a protagonist that isn't a bloke, who isn't white, yep. who isn't, like, straight, and it's like... But no, I, like, video games allow you to inhabit other people. So why would you want to inhabit someone who's just the same as you? I understand that there is a degree of wish fulfillment and power fantasy in it. But surely that comes just from controlling the yeah, character. And surely the that comes. Surely that comes from being um, powerful in a game world. Which is I bet these people aren't moaning world. when you're playing as a robot. Exactly. exactly. Like it's not. It's because robots aren't taking any. Well, not not yet. Anyway, <laughs> they're not, you know they're not taking <laughs> oh, anything away from yeah. you just yet. Um, yeah. So it's it's 
something that I have never really like. I don't need someone to be the same race or gender as me to relate to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, you know, empathy isn't about. Certain, this person is exactly yeah. like me. So like, it's there are certain things that are universal. There's more that is universal about people yeah, than I think the we, human experience. Yeah, I think you know. Like to admit, like, <laughs> you know? yeah, we're we're all born. And we're all going to die. And there's a lot of stuff that happens to a lot of people in the middle that is a shared experience. Yeah. I think we, you know, we don't, it's not necessarily to do with race, gender, sex, orientation, anything like that. Like, yeah. So. Well, I think. Fucking yeah. Kelly Marie Tran is, is absolutely yeah. boss for, for and having this. And putting it out there. Having had weathered as toxic a storm as she has done. Yeah, and to yeah. respond with such grace. Mm. And, yeah. and, and. You know, with uh, without any kind of, um, uh, you know, without anger, with just kind of this like really thoughtful, yeah. you know, a brilliant piece. Yeah. Like it, it, it says a lot about her as a person that she's yeah. able to handle. Because I, I, I can't even imagine I, what yeah. having to deal with that must have been like. like. That must have been just awful. It must have been terrible, um, and for her to. to Deal with it in such a, a positive way. Yeah, and I think that's what an amazing person. That's the that's the way we're going to move forward. Yeah, know? exactly. It's, it, it's people having the strength to do that and meet this stuff with positivity. Um, I'm not saying be civil to the Nazis. It's a no. different thing. So, but yeah, I'm trying to respond to this adversity with positivity. That's the that's the way we're going to get through this. Yeah, addressing the um, problem in a very kind of yes. coherent way, whilst also saying this is not a fight that's done. Yeah. Like that's that's this is this is not the way things are going to be. No, I think you'll find. And with people like Kelly Marie Chan kind of leading the charge in in, in that kind of change, yeah. uh, and and many others as well, but just you know her in this case, um, that that that, yeah. that 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 is a reason to be cheerful. People who are coming up and rising through into that big part of their careers, you know, they are they going to be able to make make decisions and make examples and lead that's what's exciting about it yeah totally totally yay yay Alan Horn was the Alan Horn <laughs> Alan Horn fuck Ian. Alan Horn sorry Alan Horn fuck Alan Ian's Horn <laughs> fuck Alan Horn um, as well as so who else so fuck Alan Horn fuck Johnny Depp uh, <laughs> there are any others? Fuck Abby Arad. Rick and Morty Abby fans. Arad. Fuck Agnes Perlmutter. Fuck Rick and Morty fans. Um, uh, fuck everyone. Uh, everyone. You, dear listener. Fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> uh, fuck Mike Cernovich. Mike Cernovich, um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's the smoothest delivery. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, mister. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Aaron Paul. Fuck Logan Paul. Wait, hang on, which Paul? Both of them, all of them. Wait, Aaron Wait, Paul? Aaron Paul's not nothing Paul. to you. Uh, Aaron Paul, Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Yeah. Fuck Sorry, Aaron Paul, not you. You're Fuck good. the Paul You're brothers good. and their creepy dad. Bitch. Yeah, the Paul brothers. Aaron Paul's good. <laughs> Logan and Jake, not so good. Different Pauls, not the same Pauls. Oh, too many Pauls. Too many Pauls. Too uh, many Pauls. Like my life, I know loads of people. My dad's called Paul, and loads of other people in my life are called Paul. It's very confusing. Um, Can you hear that sound, listeners? That's the sound of Matthew digging a hole. I'm just, <laughs> I, I, I can't dig myself out of this. But you know what you can do? Find another layer beneath. We can, we can swim down to the bottom and then swim beneath the bottom where we will find the Meg. Oh, <laughs> boys, let me tell you. Ho, ho, ho. 
you know you were saying before about you know marketing to as wide a base as possible being good business. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this yes. is yes. Yeah, I mean this that you, know, you could you literally just watch the or just have a look at the poster. Yeah. Anyone, anywhere, yeah. anytime, yeah. any place, and yeah. you would know exactly how this is gonna go. <laughs> Now, this is a story all about how a basic screenplay format has a shark in it, and it's just kind of, it happens. It's a movie about a giant shark, and Jason Statham fights it. See, now that, you got me. (laughs) Like, what more do you need to know? Um, It's also clearly one of the the latest in those long lines of movies where Hollywood is clearly, well, it was um, (laughs) co-produced by a Chinese production company. So it's it's clearly Hollywood going. Oh, production company or the state? Yeah, a state. It's literally the state, yeah. I think. Yeah. So it is, it is Hollywood going. Oh, you know what? It's like it's like a billion, billion people. Billion yeah. people there. <laughs> so we should probably make some yeah. movies that appeal to them. China, but also it's to do with data in the last like sort of decade. China yeah, has yeah. suddenly started going to the movies more, like as a, as a family China activity, bringing over more foreign movies. Yeah, it's because in, um, in in China it's never been. It's not, you know, you could say, like, as a family, like, name five activities you love doing. And most people would probably go, oh, well, I've got the cinema at some point. It's not really a big pastime in China as it is, say, in other parts of the world. Yeah. In the last decade, however, that has been changing. And again, it's because, like, Chinese stuff has been going out more and they've been bringing more things in. So mm-hmm. it's like culture curiosity and everything. And, it, you know, great. So Hollywood have really, really doubled down on this. Hollywood! To the point where now, alongside the Meg... Films like The Great Wall, um, Skyscraper. Oh, um, I still need to watch Skyscraper. Yeah, there's a a few of them actually out there. Pacific Rim 2. We've had it in in other films like uh, Iron Man 3 was a great example where they've got scenes specific for the Chinese market which include Mm -hmm. Chinese actors. Which I I think Michael Bay tends to do this as well because his films, uh, uh, the Transformers films, as time has gone on, have done less and less and less well, uh, quote-unquote, domestically in the US. Uh, but I've continued to not only do well, but I think I've done better yeah. in China. Warcraft did really well in China as well. Mm. Did well, really isn't it, well in China. It bombed does, everywhere else. Yeah. Does the game? I don't. I don't know. Does that? Uh, look, uh, I'm not sure. Brand recognition. World of Warcraft. I, mean, I know there is a, online gaming is a big thing in China. I know um, it's, it's South Korea. Like the ones that are crazy South Korea are big on Starcraft. Like big oh, okay, on okay, specifically Starcraft. Um, is it? Okay. But yeah, there's also. But a lot of games, a lot of online games have specific Chinese versions because of their internet censorship laws. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that... Different, like, there is different a, belief systems and stuff yeah. can affect certain stories. Like, they, like for they, example, there's anything involving depictions of an afterlife. Yeah. If it cannot be tweaked to reword it as just spirits and ghosts yeah. and, and, and remove any references to the undead... They won't have like it. They're not big like on they won't take skeleton it. horror and, and like basically it's just kind of gone. It's yeah. almost like a very well, specific Jason and the Argonauts. You know, the ha- Ray Harryhausen stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Skeletons all gone. Well, but like yeah. the, the Ghostbusters reboot, for example, uh, did not get a Chinese release and it was very last minute that that was just, they, they decided, no, it's not happening. And it's because they couldn't in any way recontextualize it that the ghosts weren't people who had passed on. Like they couldn't change it. So just these are just like well, mischievous I mean, spirits or like I'm not scary sure it's, things. Yeah, it, it's I'm like, not sure they contextualize that in the first place. To be fair, well, <laughs> like, no, well yeah, I think it's I think it's the film like, not great. I think it's to do more with like the way the story Explain starts because like here's this house and uh, the people yeah, well, who lived yeah, in this yeah, house. Yeah, it's like all right, so the ghosts are the people who live in this house. You're telling us what happens after death. I see. That's disrespectful. We're not. We were it. the ghosts all like, along. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> remember exactly. But it's certain stuff like that. However, 
again, it could just be to do with the artistry of Western filmmaking being fascinating to to Chinese audiences. Yeah, because there are different levels of film. I, I got to work in India last year, and I went to we filmed within a Bollywood studios to oh, like, make yeah, a music yeah, video. Yeah. And while we were there, we like sampled a bunch of stuff. We we're like, let's watch a bunch of things as much as we can. Cause we're like, you know, when we ever get the chance, get the chance to sort of go around the little exhibit part of this studio and look at the stuff they've made and be like, this yeah. is really cool. And there is a notable differences in different countries of how films, especially stuff when it comes to visual effects and editing choices, are made. Some of the stuff we saw while we were out there was like, you know, in terms of visual effects, like fantasy stuff, top tier and gorgeous. Other stuff, really kind of ropey in comparison. So there is that culture curiosity thing of China might be going, is this how America makes movies? Oh shit, okay. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That, in terms of like the visual stuff, hence why things like Transformers are massive. Because it's a different visual style to maybe what they're used to domestically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, also, Transformers yeah. transcends the language barrier by being complete fucking nonsense, <laughs> no matter what language you're watching. Well, there's no dialogue in it. It's just... <laughs> it's just yeah. <laughs> punching, punching. <laughs> I was fixed 16 and she was 15. It doesn't count. Uh, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, God. Oh, well, that's true. Like, that's uh, fine. It's that, the, that, it's, it's ghost's the, not fine. <laughs> But it's the reason why like dialogueless stuff translates perfectly into lots of countries, specifically physical comedy and and, and I mean the silent era of film and stuff like stuff was shared worldwide. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. everywhere. Because stuff places in the market. You tell yeah. it, you tell it. Uh, B- Mr. Bean, like, do you have any idea how Aww. big Mr. Bean is as a property? It's nuts. Well, that that cartoon what, and the <laughs> The original shorts, the original series, and the the cartoon ones are everywhere on this planet. They're absolutely everywhere. And it's because it is dialogueless. It's easy to relate to. Everybody can jump on board. And it's good. Um, Matt Matt Lucas's um, sort of experiment, Pompadour, did the same thing. It was huge in Europe and the rest of Europe. Over it, it was just sort of like, yeah, it's a funny little slapstick silent comedy on a Sunday afternoon. The rest of Europe played massively because, again, the language barrier was not there. It was gestures and grunts and noises and, mm. and everything. So basically, there's a market in China, and Hollywood are cottoning on to that. Yeah, and as such, are doing something that is arguably really cool. And then you look into like the state yeah. <laughs> applications of it, you think, okay, it's going to be. But it's it's really cool. Is they're basically going right? Let's work together, Chinese studio, US studio, or US studio working for a Chinese distributor. Let's do this multinational cast. Yeah, yeah. and that's the first. That's the first thing I'm going to point out about the Meg. It has got a really, really like diverse cast. Very true. In, in the best way, like it's not a thing. It's not brought up. It's not a focus. However, however, it doesn't have a particularly well fleshed out cast. That's true. No. There are lots <laughs> of there are lots of people there. Yeah, yeah. there are lots there are of lots really of good actors there. from everywhere, all around the world. But actually, there are lots of bodies there. Yeah, there are not. <laughs> there are lots of people. They are there. not allowed or given much to do. To showcase that they're good actors from different places around the world. No, particularly just... when you've got <laughs> forty-five plus minutes before yeah. anything even resembling a show. <laughs> so you're stuck with these people for a while. However, oh, more howevers. <laughs> I didn't hate that. Yeah. They, they, were, they were just, they were just two point five D enough. <laughs> for me to actually like pretty much all of them yeah so well works. I like could be a strong word like I I, I, I tolerated <laughs> like in the same way that you know I don't hate the people that I'm sat on the tube with no 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 like they're there and I'm happy to tolerate them but nor do I like them either I hate some of them 
Yeah, I might hate some of them. It but depends. then I hated some of these people, maybe. Did I hate some of th- I think I, I hated some of these people. I don't people. think I hated anyone. No. No. I wasn't even, a fan of that kid. Even, even ca- I thought the kid was fine. I, fine. Didn't, I didn't like the kid. She, I think the kid. she hears everything. <laughs> I, think, I think the kid's performance was really, like, impressive. I right. think the kid's character was creepy as let's, let's Let's get down to brass tacks. Right, right? yeah, let's let's spoilers, break the spoilers, Meg spoilers, down. Spoilers, um, spoilers. Well, before, before we even say spoilers, look. Because if we're going all in. <laughs> I will say this before we get into spoilers. If you want to see. We get to spoilers? If you want to see Jason Statham fight a giant shark, <laughs> this is the movie for you. If you want it to be particularly gory, this is not the movie for you. It is a, it is a definitely a, it's 12 hours. I would, I would argue mm-hmm. that on your first point as well, because I think I, I didn't like this one nearly as much as you two did, I don't think. I, I didn't well, get nearly as much Jason Statham versus shark as I, as I paid for. I got, I... <laughs> I wanted. Yeah. You, I, you went up to the booth at the Odeon and you went, I'll have one ticket for Jason Statham punches a shark repeatedly, please. I was, this is what I wanted. Yeah, th- 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 I can see I, what you wanted. I got, I got elements. You got I got little, got I got snippets. little bits. Little, I got little snippets. nuggets. But this, this film, <laughs> ex- it exercises a level of restraint yeah. that... Yeah. I do not need yeah, I don't from my Jason Statham versus I, Giant Shark movie. I, I want, feel you there. I want, th- like, take your Chinese money and run with, swim with yeah, it. Yeah, swim with like, it. Just keep go, swimming, Just even. Keep, go, keep swimming. Oh, God. I, I've just forgotten about that. Oh, oh that's an actual that's quote from the Meg. Finding just Nemo gets a goddamn name check in <laughs> the Meg. From Jason Statham, from no less. <laughs> Singing it happily, word perfect. Swimming happily. towards happily like, is a strong word. Oh come on! Even after he finishes uh, the obvious any, line, any emotion ba- would be a strong word. In the background, <laughs> it, it, it cuts the wide. In the background, you hear him carrying Just, on with this weird, big swim. Gruffly would be the way I'd describe it. Listen, right? He drinks too much. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> what redeemed this movie in my in my uh, not all the way to being a good movie because it's not. No. Is the fact that it it's is not. is the fact that it. Did not, for a moment, take itself seriously at all. And I think people, some people have turned around and gone, oh, this movie takes itself too seriously. And I'm like, what fucking movie? There's nothing in this movie is it taking itself seriously. I think they're mistaken. I think they're mistaking it not. the whole thing winking at the camera. I think they're mistaken. I think they're mistaking it not indulging more yeah. in its ridiculousness. It could indulge more that's, in that's, that's the thing. Is that, That's yeah. my problem is that it... It's not that it's taking they, itself seriously, it's that it's not taking itself stupidly enough. Yes, they absolutely could have pushed it further. There's only a few, mom- there's only a few moments where it sort of almost looks down the barrel of the camera and goes, oh, am I right? Yeah. There's only a couple yeah. of moments where that happens. Rain Wilson pretty much more. spends the movie doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. And I, I, I love Rain Wilson, so I'm, I'm biased. I'm down I for Rain Wilson being this. this kind of weird combo of a schlubby Bill Gates meets <laughs> douchebag Mark Zuckerberg yeah. combo yeah. mixed in with... Like maybe a twinge of Justin Bieber's wardrobe. <laughs> it's like the yeah. ultimate douche, the they, and they, I'm into it. When you first see him, like they do that close, tight shot on his shoes, yep. and he's like fancy trainers. Yeah, and I was like, are they dropping? Are they dropping a, a, a product placement immediately? But no, Probably. I think they were, I think it was meant to be a statement of. This guy's got money. This guy's got money. It's like, I, I, they just I look mean, like fancy trainers. They don't look that expensive. They're very clean. They're clean trainers. They're clean trainers. They're also black and red, so there you go. Black is red. His trainers. That's very true. 
So let's let's spoil this movie. Let me correct the billionaire. Billionaire. And I'm not going to spoil this movie because let's be honest. You've already guessed what it's about when you saw the poster. You already know whether you want to see it or not. We're just going to tell you what happens in it. Yeah. It's not going to spoil anything. Don't worry. Um, It will, but it won't. It won't. Because, I mean, you... It's like saying, would you like... Uh, spoilers, guys, but this is the story of Goldilocks and the Three Bears. And yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. yeah. I, I tell you the title of this film, you've already got a sense of what's yeah, going to happen in this it's, film. It's a megalodon. It's a megalodon. It's a megalodon, uh, megalodon show <laughs> <laughs> What this film really needed was Stephen Graham following Jason Statham yep. around, yep. saying silly stuff and getting berated by him. Absolutely. That, that, why didn't they fit that in? That why didn't they have him in that kind of enormous tan trench coat? <laughs> you know, blue shirt. This fucking hand cannon in his back. Yeah. <laughs> Five pound police are shooting your trousers. <laughs> these are, these are just there. things that could have made the movie don't, better for me. Don't watch the mech. Go watch the snap. Go watch the snatch. snatch. Just watch the snatch. Oh my. Don't Google don't, the don't snatch. Google don't Google the snatch. snatch. Streaming <laughs> the snatch. No. Don't do that. So, um... <laughs> So do you, how do how do you do you want to just sort of break it down like uh, sort of um, plot point by plot point or do you? Uh... Let's, let's, I think we go. Okay. I think we just go okay. through the story at a casual pace. So casual I, I want to start at the very beginning. The about very beginning, beginning, I don't even mean the film. I mean the fact that this is a novel from when nineteen ninety seven, and it's been in development hell since then. One of the first editions, we think it, we think it was the the paperback was, edition. Yeah, was printed with the caption on the front of the book, soon to be a major motion picture. Because the he, rights were sold. He had aspirations for this thing early. Yeah. yeah. And now 20 years later, he gets his bloody wish. But uh, it's not that bloody. No. Well, no. And, and the thing is... Then that's, and that's an issue. That is an issue. So the movie it. is a remake of the prequel story, The Meg or a Meg Origins, uh, and the first book, it's, Meg. It's, it's loosely adapted from what I can gather, but I'm not familiar at I, all. Well, because I, I, I imagine that more. first book was... You know, it's probably a really kind of deep and complicated yeah, tone. Yeah, yeah. You probably had to stream, streamline, hey, the, um, just keep streaming the, the um, yeah, the novel a little bit because I'm sure it's I'm sure <laughs> probably it's super deepest blue. Let's super deep, super blue. <laughs> um, Bookmark is a shot. So and, yeah, um, I don't know the, what the book was like, so I can't attest to how good of an adaptation it is. But we do know that the story is about a submarine team rescue specialist. <laughs> Yes, Jason, whatever the hell he's called in the movie, Statham. Jonas, we're gonna call. Oh, oh yes, right. it's Jonas, isn't it? Is I was it gonna Jonas say Jonas and the whale shark. Jo- yeah, I was, gonna, I was gonna say let's just call him Jonah, Jason Statham, Joe? but you're right, jo- no, Jonas. It's Jonas. Job is something else. Because the biblical one is uh, Jonah and the whale. Jonah and the whale. So he so was Jonas. Jonas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jonas and the shark. Um, <laughs> so because of symbolism, right? Jonas Sim- Statham. Yeah, it's very very clever. Symbolism. Yeah, you can't. You just can't get how. <laughs> intelligent this film uh, <laughs> it's asinine is what it is so Jonas Statham's a rescue man Jonas Statham Jonas <laughs> him, and his, him and his submarine rescue buddies are rescuing some folk from a submarine that's under intense pressure at the bottom of the ocean but that pressure's suspiciously targeted because oh the submarine starts crashing in from the different oh, sides and he has to make a difficult decision if he sticks around and tries to rescue his friends he and all the people they rescued, including the medic, are going to die. If they move now, his friends will die, but everyone they went to save will be saved. And he makes that call, and it's emotional, apparently. And then the submarine blows up because something attacks it. And then we get the credits. Um, 
I didn't expect it to um, open kind of that bleakly. I, I thought we, I thought we were going to have like the weird sort of pre-credits tag or something yeah. with like a boat being eaten no. or something. Oh, oh yeah, no, the the, 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 the one was, woman you know, swimming at night, like in Jaws, like yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, sort of sliding oh. along the water. How great Jaws is! Yeah, the, Jaws yeah. Is this film best. remembers its title graphic in this movie in the opening credits is the same as Jaws. Excellent. Like the kind of topography of like the yeah. big yeah. long red and letters. Re- I and mean, you you yeah. saw all you saw the marketing guys. The poster was this lime green, like big sort of distinct. Oh wow okay that sticks out from the ocean colouring in the film Jaws just Jaws. Jaws we're using Jaws you're watching Jaws sort of it's Jaws guys it's yeah. Jaws but bigger it's bloody Jaws it's a Jaws of the Don it's a Megalodon well you know there could at least be an, another homage to Peter Benchley's oeuvre with the giant squid being uh, possibly a reference to uh, Peter Benchley's The Beast. Yeah, yeah. The giant, the giant squid um, gets that was a um, thing, remember. the giant squid gets fridged really quickly. You saw it in the trailer, and you're like, "Oh, we're gonna see a range of beasts." Now the squid's ah. there just to show how big the shark is. Yeah, like yeah. that's why it exists. But uh, after the after the title <laughs> credits, basically, it then cuts to uh, three years th- later. Three years later, on this, uh, 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 so it's, it's like a convert, converted oil station. rig, which yeah. is becoming a research station, which is a cool idea. Uh, yeah, which Rain Wilson's put a bunch of money into. He's very rich. Um, mm. You know, to unable to afford. <laughs> he's uh, very Basically, rich. you know, double the employees. So one that's Western and one that's Asian. Yeah, yeah. Um, Based on which country you're watching it in as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did, um, I did a bit of reading. Some of the scenes are indeed slightly different with different cast. Is that right? Are they, see, I didn't know say. Because they, they, oh, yes. they do this. They Yeah, they film extra scenes it, in order to slot them in and out. So. Oh! It's not It's not like big stuff, but it is little things yeah, like yeah, yeah. a, a character in the good. background has a line of dialogue. We'll shoot that scene twice with a different extra. It's, That's and, very um, good. Yeah. And basically, so what Rain Wilson's put all of his money into is uh, <laughs> one scientific theory that the bottom of the ocean, guys... <laughs> Specifically, just, just the um, what is it? The Thingy Trench. Um, the the Pac- they don't say the Mariana Trench. Is it the Pacific Trench? I think. Yeah, it's meant to be the. Mariana it's somewhere Trench. near yeah, Malaysia, yeah. though. Is yeah. that right? Or mm. so Singapore, Singapore, or something. Somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, um, the bottom of that, which was previously thought to be the deepest point on planet Earth, the deepest, yeah. bluest, the deepest, bluest point, yeah. is in fact not the deepest, bluest point, <laughs> because that that deepest, bluest point is in fact a mirage of some kind. <laughs> And in fact, yeah. can go deeper into some extra ocean, it's, it's some a, lower ocean that is beneath the crime. ocean. It's like it's it's a layer of cold gas in the ocean that separates off a little microclimate ocean underneath it. Hmm. To be fair, underground lakes and uh, underground underwater lakes and rivers are a real thing. They are a thing, but aren't they because of? Like brine, isn't it? Because the water is so dense with salt that it actually um, kind of hangs. It's like, it, almost it's, like being unlivable. It's to do with like it's some of it's brand new, but some of it is also like thermal currents. And, oh, okay. And like that. So, so it's, it's not complete guff. I mean, it's almost complete guff. But there is but there is a nugget yeah. of unguff. Base. All right. So basically, yeah. Rain Wilson has paid for uh, this research team to take a submersible down beneath the deepest, bluest mirage want, of thermal currents or brine or whatever the fuck it is. And have a look and see there's one that it's there the at all. Yeah, yeah. That this thing is actually a thing. And like, two, oh, be careful, you might just crash. Yeah, into yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, when you put what was the number they flew around it was like one point five billion or something That's he put a, yeah. into this research thing, which is you know like what one and a half Avatar box office. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of money. Um, <laughs> and so basically, to go beneath this thing and see what's there. Yeah. That's basically kind of what they're aiming to do. 
and yeah. without meaning to, they they wait they they stir up some stuff. Yeah, well, they get stuck down there, and so you have to bring in Jonas Statham <laughs> to come and to come and save them. <laughs> Well, um, they had to find him first. They had to find him first because he's in Thailand. Yeah, because hey, 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 hey. He's not just in Thailand, guys. He's really let himself go. Yeah, really he's, let himself the, go. He's getting fired. All the time. Getting fired. He's been drinking all the time. He's so schlubby. In fact, when he takes his shirt off, you'll see how schlubby he yeah. is. Yeah, he's so schlubby that he goes back. <laughs> that he gets a medical before he goes down at the dive and the doctor, who is also the person who got him mm. fired. Because he's the medic he rescued, and then he's all pissed off. They left people to die because he thought he saw something. This is sounding more complicated than the film. Man, the fact like, is. Basically, they thought he was crazy because he was like, "I saw something." What the fuck? I saw. I saw Papa Lazarus. I saw something. I never seen that. And everyone's like, "No, you're crazy, Jonas Statham. You didn't see a big shark. Yeah, fuck off, back to Thailand. You're not diving anymore. Go get drunk. Rent out boats. Oh, oh, did he quit? Did he? Did he? Also, why wouldn't they believe? Like, what what was their reason not to believe? He's he's not got like a history of making stuff up. He he had he had depth dementia. Oh yeah, they do say that, don't they? (laughs) They do say depth dementia, don't they? Oh, that's why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Of course, he has that famous ailment, (laughs) depth dementia. (laughs) Got the dreaded double D. (laughs) No, we're not talking about the piranha movie. Hey. hey, that's um, what this film could have done with yes, you know. Yeah. So that's piranha that's, cam. That's the most common thing I've seen. Where like, yeah, th- uh, even like the most positive reviews where I'm like, yeah, this was pretty good fun, but it should have been more piranha three D. Yeah, it should yeah. have been like um, not just bloody, but just like kind of campy and more more <laughs> I think stupid. It was pretty campy. I'm pretty. I want whenever the thing is, I want more. Yeah, more, it could have been more. more yeah, it could have been more. I mean, um, um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was comic book girl 19's um Twitch stream about it. She mentioned that shot in the trailer, which is from the end, as we know, of yeah. everyone on like rubber rings in the beach, yeah. like all hanging out. You just wanted at some point for it to just open mouth beneath a load of yeah, and, just and it shot. never happened. So yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm you on that jelly. It's, I'm just like they, they it's remarkably bloodless. They didn't push it yeah. too much. The, yeah. what, the, the, the dog doesn't even die. Stuff, there was a bunch of much more gory stuff filmed, but they cut it down to go for a PG-13. And you know why they've done that? Because they wanted to get to as many people as possible. Yep. Mm, I mean, it makes sense. It's been, particularly if you're like, if you're going to go and make a, have a Chinese co-production, yeah. the idea of them not going for the widest possible audience base yeah. does seem a bit self-defeating. Which is which is a shame. But we've already... But I mean... It's a cut down. In the last couple of years between Deadpool and It, we've proven that, like, R-rated for the States, like, high high... High fifteens, low eighteen movies can actually do really well in the main in the in the mainstream box office, but getting cold feet, I guess. Um, mm. Or whether they do well in China, though, crucially, yes, do, do those actually, films do yeah, well in China? Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, um, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if the home video release was the unrated cut. Well, they it would not surprise me. I over here a fifteen. Would there be some with dumb? Put back in. Do, do you think there's going to be some dumb pun for that? Like, is like something to do with mega shark, edition, mega, yeah, yeah, something like that. In fact, in fact, I don't know why I'm asking a question to which I do not want to know the answer. <laughs> the Meg prehistoric cut. I don't oh, yeah, know. The me- the me- uh... This is why I don't do this anymore, Mac. This is why I don't do this anymore, Mac. You've always got a beer in one hand. This one I'm always drunk. <laughs> it always, it's, it's like, you drink too much. You were just saying that because I always have a beer in my hand. And why do you always have a beer in your hand? I suppose because I'm always drunk. It's that there. There are certain scenes like that one, which are more or less verbatim, yeah. which do read as if they were written by a, 
a Chinese person in Chinese first. Yeah. Oh, Google translated, oh, Google yeah. translated into the, English. The exposition snuck into dialogue oh. in a way that just makes you go, wait, what? It's so odd. Because the, the one moment that stuck out for me, and I think I think it was just me who clocked it in the thing, because I mentioned it afterwards, and, and, and you were like, oh, God, yeah. like It was about the ex-wife thing. Um, oh, what's yeah. On, on this submersible, it's gone down under the brine. Yeah. To the brine to be... Jason Satham's ex-wife. Yeah. Because, of course. But we first discovered this um, in a weirdly <laughs> shoved-in line where he's they come to his thing, don't they? And it's like, right, we want yeah. you to help us. And it's like the, it's like the, the professor in charge of that of the yeah. entire thing who he greatly admires. and, and Which, again, I noticed uh, another review points out. There is a trend in a lot of the um, American and Chinese co-production films where the eldest uh, Chinese character is usually on par with the villain in terms of their position, but are morally superior and a good person. And apparently that is a trend in a lot of the movies. Okay. So whoever the villain is, there is always a counterpart to the villain, who is... The villain's an American actor. Yeah. The other one is a Chinese actor, and they're morally on a better ground. So the, the, the idea here was Rain Wilson... And uh, I can't remember, I can't remember his name. Villain is a strong like, word for what well, Rain Wilson is. Yeah, they they, they, they retcon him into a baddie last kind second. Kind of, but even then, like, not... I, no, yeah, not, I not in a way. Not in a way he does is all that villainous. No, uh, idiotic and pig-headed, mm, maybe. But they, but they, still, have to give, not they still have to give that scene where morally he's on bad He is ground. definitely morally um, which he wasn't, compromised. But, he, compromised, but yeah. he wasn't as much till that scene, which no, is why it's no. really weird. Um, but anyway, so, so there's that, but that professor arrives and uh, he's with Mac. Mac. Uh, who's called Mac just because they want to cut the guy. You, you, you need a Mac, Mac. yeah. You need a Mac. In a film the, Mac. like this. Because yeah. the character's also a cookie cutter anyway. You might as well yeah. have the cookie cutter this, name. It, this, I'm surprised it wasn't a Dutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh God. Uh, um, a Doc. Doc, yeah. They do call him Doc Heller though, don't they? Oh, there is a doc then in that case. Yeah, I think they do call him Doc. So they come to his flat and they say to him, um, what is it like? Well, we need your help. He's like, right, here's what's going to happen. You're going to tell me about something. I'm going to refuse. You're going to offer me more money. I'm still going to refuse. You're going to try to appeal to my bad nature. I'm still going to refuse. Because I don't have one. Because I don't don't have one. (laughs) All the same, let's just enjoy our beers and have a sit down. And you're just like... Okay, and then basically he plays him a recording from the thing, and it's Laurie, and he says, Laurie's down there. And you see his reaction be like, huh? And then, I keep forgetting the character's name, but the, like, the professor, the head I of the thing. I will look it up for you while you... Go, he immediately... So the very first thing is come to, The very first thing he says is, your ex-wife Laurie, and two other thingies are down there. And it's like, what, what, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? Show don't tell movie, but it's it's the beginning of this train This of exp- is the thing about, exposition. yeah, and this is yeah. the thing with the language barriers as well, is that, yeah. like kind of it, it, yeah being this kind of clunky telling yeah. instead of just showing because it might not necessarily read to a different audience well, I don't know Professor Zhang, Professor Zhang. Uh, played by Winston Chow okay because um, there's another example as well yeah, later on yeah, yeah. yeah um, BB Ling's his daughter uh, Bing Bing Lee sorry yeah. not BB Ling what about BB Ling uh, Bing Bing Lee BB8 Bing Bing Lee Su Yin Su Yin Zhang it's Su Yin and there's a scene where Su Yin briefly pervs on Jonas Statham in a towel and then she does it. Do you blame her? Visually, th- with his tiny head and wide torso. <laughs> he's a, yeah, his weirdly out of proportion head. Yeah, it's like someone. He's so hench that his head looks tiny it's, now. It's like it's like one of those old school He-Man figures where they had like an elaborate helmet, and that was an accessory. And then you take it off, and the head's tiny compared to just, his to, body. Fit, just to fit the helmet. The Power onto Rangers it. ones where they morphed, where you flip the head round, yeah. and the head was really tiny. It's just because he's 
you know, he's so wide now. Yeah. He's so muscular. And you, and unless there's some head exercise <laughs> he's failing to do. I don't think you can bulk up your head. You can't Charles. bulk up your no, head. I don't think well, so. Because so, he's lost his hair as so, well. So oh, yeah. So you can grow your hair up. You can't, like... Well, anyway, I mean, sorry. He's, 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 <laughs> anyway, he's not got the thickness. So Bing Bingley's character is perfect on him. She does it once, then twice, then three times on a of 30 seconds. And then there's an entire scene where I think it's Mac briefly bumps into her and sort of is like, oh, are you... Jo-? And they have to sort of over-egg yeah. the joke that she's perving on him a bit. Because she she's a, likes it Because she's distant and not trying to, you know, sort of she's not looking for a fellow, which they talk about she's in the movie. Devil but saint. she's starting to look at this guy. But it's the whole thing mingle. of, why are you over-egging this pudding? Oh, yeah. Because this, too, is exposition. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's setting up, oh, this the, is going to happen her later. Eight, They're going to be... Her old daughter tries to matchmake them. And do the, which is creepy the way it's very done. strange. And, and does the eyebrow thing. And yes. I don't like children. They hear everything. <laughs> like, implying what? That you having sex with her mother? Um, on the subject of children, I just want to say... That you know the the kid on the beach at the end uh, with the, with the lolly. lollipop. Hmm. He's credited as awesome kid on beach. Excellent. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. I mean, he's he knows a, he knows his, a, yeah, his agent's writing yeah, his own yeah, his, yeah. his IMDb entry. Definitely. Awesome um, kid on beach. Awesome That's great. Beach. Not 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 crying large child with lolly. Awesome kid like, on, awesome kid on, on oh, beach. After the, after everything has gone down and like the shark the shark has gone, Rosina just put the lolly back in his mouth. That was quite a fun <laughs> shot. That was it for the whole time. That was one of those shots where you went. There you go, moving more of that. More of that movie. But this is so good. Um, because so <laughs> you're yeah, this is the thing. You're kind of bogged down, particularly in that first half. And the description that we've kind of given of the plot so far—that's kind of the entire first half. Yeah, yeah. Um, overly the, complicated um, nonsense. You're you're left with the these people, kind of setting up, character setting up, but never actually engaging in mm. character development. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Um, we're given back of the action figure, back of the action figure bios, kind for their of characters yeah. in their development and, and the story. It takes, like, for me at least, like, a turgid amount of time for us to actually get yeah. some big shark action. And then we do get big shark action, and then it's over quite quickly, and then we get bigger shark action. Yes. Oh, God, because this film should be called The Megs. Megs. The Shut Up Megs. Oh, you did it! Oh, exercise some self-control, you were doing Chris. so well! What do oh, I win? What nothing, do I win? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely, you lose everything. You lose everything. I don't even get a no prize. I get an anti. Whichever prize. Meg wins, Chris loses. <laughs> um, yeah, the, it turns out that the original Meg that escaped. I was picturing that poster the, next to the shark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the yeah the original. Well, we start off with uh, the Meg, oh. which follows the rescue mission of Jonas Statham's ex-wife and others. Back up to the surface through some sort of heat tunnel. That's yeah, released. they they fuck, they fuck with the temperature balance. There's so a temperature like balance they... from from bottom ocean into our regular ass ocean. Yeah, Meg comes through that. That you, it's for reasons I don't know why it would, because presumably it's way colder uh, up now, in our regular ass ocean. Now, it wouldn't now, have been like that. Now that's now that's something where it's warm. That's from where it's. From where it's warm through where through it being really now, well, that tunnel goes all now, the way that, to the surface. Now that, okay. is, now that is explained in the book. I've heard about this. Oh, so, okay. 
In the book, there are multiple... Tell me. In the book, there are multiple sharks, but there is only one Meg that is, like, the antagonist of the thing the creature's having to deal with. Because they go down there, and the craft that they go down there, they find one of these sharks. It's recently been killed, so it's dying. And they latch it, they, like, wrap it up in chains as best they can with the sub, and they pull it up for study. They pull it up through the, like, the crust. That, the, the, that doesn't sound like in, a good idea. In no. the stream of blood... That is flowing from uh, the shark. Okay, that makes more sense. Another one flows into it, following the scent, and scent, goes yeah. up through it. So basically, in the book, it's a lot more metal. It's it's a tunnel of blood. No! Is how a med gets through. Right, because um, the heat protects it, like the heat from the body that is bleeding out protects it just enough to that's break pretty through. Fucking metal, that is pretty metal. Um, but then, in this film, some... they just chuck up through that and go. As we went back through, we left a little show, hole yeah, for it, a moment. It shows this kind of crude, kind of UV, yeah. uh, sort of no, like heat map of what the entire ocean from bottom, from surface to bottom looks like. That yeah. area of the ocean. And so, Not the whole ocean, Charlie. No, no, because it, it shows the pillar of heat kind of going, oh, maybe, yeah. whatever, whatever. I'm, but, I'm spending more time thinking about it than But do. apparently two of these things came Two of them got out. But, or is it implying that the bigger one the has one been around met. for five years because, since the other submarine attack? the submarine wasn't underneath the crust. So how's no one discovered that then? How's no one discovered the, the shark uh-huh. already? Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I didn't realise The bigger that. one was the, the one from the prologue. <laughs> yeah, but, so it was already out. So there was already a bigger shark. That and, was... and then that bigger one is also the one that comes and bites the yeah, glass yeah, 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 yeah. On, the, on the research station. Oh, is it? Yeah, because, because you get a bit of foreshadowing that the one they catch isn't the big one. Almost immediately before... It's revealed because as they're taking, the, they're taking the photo. Oh of it, yeah, they're fo- taking the pic. Um, yeah. and, and then, oh, and the and, teeth and, are far yeah, smaller. Yeah, it brings, yeah. yeah, and like so he ends like, like brings, yeah, brings left uh, teeth in the thing. So you know, and he's like, look, the teeth, the teeth are not the same. Again, they really did they, they actually have that? Yeah. Oh, I must have been like, like, during that. It's bit. like one line, and then immediately after that line, the shark jumps out of the water. Right. I I confess there were a couple of moments where I did the whole head dip. Oh, forward. Yes. So that must have been one of those moments. I completely missed that line yes. and the ex-wife line. Actually, me, I, I spent most of that movie just shaking with glee at how silly it was. Mm. And every time, Jason oh, I know. Every now and again, a hand clamped around my knee and clutched it. No, that was just, I was just getting randy. Um, <laughs> he just, he just, he's so attracted to men with tiny heads and wide torsos. <laughs> I mean, it is, it, it is it's, absurd. It's isn't a it? look. It's a look. But basically, there's a part of the action kind of takes place on this uh, this research facility in the it's middle of the ocean, part of which is under the water in this kind of like yeah. bi- uh, Bioshock-style glass, style yeah. glass uh, tubing. Um, and there is there are a couple of like, nice little visual moments yeah, there. Yeah. Like, one of which is nice, but fucking stupid. <laughs> of the little girl kind of facing towards the camera as the enormous ass shark kind of reveals itself yeah. in the blackness very slowly yeah. and very then, quietly and then yeah. hovers, hovers there. just stands there staring at her through the glass as Hover. if <laughs> it one that it it knows the glass is there two it knows that she's looking away yeah. it's so stupid yeah so so stupid and three as those sharks can suspend themselves yeah. in one spot uh, like they're not just t- flesh torpedoes with teeth. That's which is exactly. what they are. Yeah, yeah that's all they are. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe Megalodon's got lungs. I don't know. <laughs> maybe or you know a hover pack or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Who's to say? It just, Who's to say? I don't it's, know. It's just going back and forth, very very quickly, so quickly that you can't perceive it. But 
that look it like is it's imperceptible in the same place. to the human eye. Imperceptible to the human eye. <laughs> this enormous shark. It's oh, but the, 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 the thing is, uh, why, why I bring that up is because they are basically on this enormous water research facility yeah. that can seemingly withstand a megalodon bite, yeah. at, which it does quite yeah. quite soundly. They then proceed to get on the shittiest little tugboat <laughs> I've seen in my fucking life, like not dissimilar to the one from Jaws. No, nope. yeah. and go they go yeah. searching. Yeah, they they go, go, oh, this oh, is no good. We can't do that. Do they find a megalodon? Yeah, do they find a megalodon? Yes. No, they find a morality tale. Oh yeah, they got the <laughs> because the movie stops for two minutes, not not much more, but two minutes to talk about shark poachers. Yeah, because they find uh, two boats which have been uh, well, the remains. Of well, the remains boats, of yeah. two boats which have been abandoned because oh, no. no way that shark has swallowed everybody because oh, it doesn't do that at any other point in the film it doesn't seem interested they, in eating they, anybody they fish out one arm <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah they, they fish arm. out an arm oh god um, yeah. but we see a bunch of shark corpses with their fins cut off and you know Su Yen basically is like with their fins cut off because someone says all these sharks have had their fins cut off <laughs> <laughs> whilst the camera is looking directly at them who would do such a thing these ships belong to poachers yeah. and they have what they only for each have for one bowl of soup or something yeah like, yeah uh, it's, sure, sure. Like, don't get me wrong yeah. it's a problem yeah it is a problem but uh, maybe a slightly kind of not the most uh, graceful to be fair, way to address the problem. When Jang says that, he is a, he is a marine biologist. He does mm-hmm. have a vested interest in sea life. Oh, but right. also, yeah, it is the moment for the, for the, it is the moment the movie goes, shark poaching is bad. Double down on the stupid. Where's the scene of the shark poachers like, gutting one shark or whatever and ah, 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 we are baddies. Ha, cackle, cackle. Oh, look, that mm-hmm. one. And there's one near the boat just slowly moving and one of them grabs at it and falls in the water and then they get eaten by the Meg. Like, where's, gonna... where's that scene where you go, oh, okay, you're giving us a message but you're doing it in a big, it's, it's stupid, gonna dumb, be on funny the way. Meg, Mega Mouthful Edition Blu-ray. <laughs> Mega Mouthful Mega Edition. Mouthful. Yeah. Mega uh, Mouthful. You're wasted here. You should be working <laughs> in marketing over at the, the Chinese state-run <laughs> film production company. How can we market to our audience best? Well, we are the state, so... <laughs> they'll take what they're given and they'll just, like it. You can just do whatever you want. Um, we'll even give them shark shark fin soup bowls on the way in to watch the movie. Oh, no. So, yeah, it starts with that morality tale, which, uh, where, I mean, literally does screech to a halt. Yeah. Yeah, um, before... like the Meg does in front of glass. Before then, they they then think, oh, I know a good way to kind of deal with the Meg. Instead of dealing it with it in this enormous kind of fortified glass tubing yeah. that we have at this research facility, we'll put it in a kind of a, a shark cage, yeah. a regular ass shark cage, yeah. which, which has like impenetrable glass all the way around. And then just a wireframe at the bottom. Oh, and that's when Ruby Rose pipes up and says it can yeah, withstand yeah, yeah. however many thousand tons of pressure. It's not going to break. It's not going to break. And to be fair, it doesn't break. It, it, doesn't and, break. It, and it results... The shark, it the shark just yeah. swallows the cake, which is actually a that cool was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was like, okay, it's like, yeah, it's, it's not breaking the glass. No, but it's eating me. Yeah. Like, it's it's going to eat well, There's the one bit of useful information that Ruby Rose gives in the entire yeah. thing. Because really. she doesn't teach us how to get her hair like that. No. Even though the characters comment on it. Which I'm, I'm, I, I don't know if you thought this as well, but I thought it was that was literally them addressing the fact I that they've think, been reshoots. I think it's just 
Just, a, just a shit line. Wet she has wet, wet hair, hair now. Yeah. Comedy, unquote. Yeah. Uh, I think so it was, it was just a bad line. I think it was then. a failed attempt at character comedy. But, all, um, but also, she then rebukes with, like, like you want to talk or whatever, and the guy clutches his bald head and is like, bald, yeah. yeah. And I think I said to you in the screen, I remember turning to you going, I, I think that was just an improv that they decided to leave in. Like, it seemed like a bit of a back and forth. Yeah. It's just there. Yeah, like, I mean, just it, gone, it, it, oh, that's funny, put it in. Whether someone like, wrote it, whether someone didn't, it's a rubbish line it's a bad line it's a rubbish line yeah yeah um shut up bread maker <laughs> sorry uh, uh, stop beeping um what's his name also yeah they, that is that, it's around <laughs> this point that the <laughs> movie adheres to and then also comments on the fact that it's adhering to uh black stereotype yeah we've yes, got one of, course, of those of the one it's black character it's okay it's okay it's all right if you comment on it there you go. It means it's not it's not a racist joke. It's a joke about racism. Uh, again, it's it not it's not clever. It's not clever or stupid enough. No, to do that. It's not. If, big, if it, it's if not it was clever. on, if it went, if it went on either end of the spectrum, I or further, I think it could get away with stuff like that way more. But it's kind of it doesn't it doesn't do it. No. Anyway, well, that's anyway. the thing as well, isn't it? Is that. Christ alive. That's the other thing is that it, it it acknowledges the stereotype, but then it raises another question, which the movie asks: Why can't you swim when you work on a research base? Yeah, you in do the work the in the middle of the ocean. And he says, yeah. It wasn't part of the job description, and we all go, "Ha ha, it's funny." And then you think about it, and you go, "No, wait, no, that isn't a complete. That is a completely valid point. That's a silly thing. That's complete. Wait, hang on. So this is just a racial joke. Like you're not yeah. you're not trying to subvert it by taking the mick out of it because. Yeah. No, like you, you designed the character to not be able to swim in a research station in the middle of the water. He's you not made, a visiting character. He's not someone who's come in from the outside. He. Sorry, I revert to the 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 Back to the Future three version of that. It was very easy top song when I stress out. Well, uh, double back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a happy place. Sure, happy it is. Place. sure. All right. It's easy top. So it's, it's, it's at that place. it's at that stage where the Meg kind of finally shows up in yeah. earnest. The proper Ugh. Meg, not, proper. The, not the not the fake Meg. Well, we have fake Meg. They, they, they kind of, that's <laughs> kind of what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Is that fake Meg kind of finally shows up and is like, "All right, just, all right, Statham, let's go. Let's have a bit oh, of scrap." Yeah. And Statham kind of just appeases it. Yeah. Jumps in the water. And consider, and that's another thing. Considering that Statham was a professional diver. Yeah. At one stage. Like, I feel like they missed the trick by him not having a sort of a double flip pipe. Yeah, yeah. Kind of in there somewhere. I mean, he does get that. He does. He does get that nice. moment where the, where the movie tells you exactly what it thinks of itself. When um, so when she's in the shark cage, seeing to get in trouble, and she's being swallowed by the the, the fake Meg. Um, <laughs> They're uh, both real Megs. Yeah, one is a Meg. smaller Meg. The smaller Meg. It's the fake Meg. It's the fake out Meg. One was the support um, act Meg. Anyway, but you get that moment, where he, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go save her," and he and he and he runs and he jumps in the ocean. It's really cool. And then you just cut to Rain Wilson looking, almost looking straight into the camera, just going, "Hell yeah!" And it's like <laughs> that is when the movie is like, "Look, look at what we're doing. Aren't we good?" And you're like. No, I'm having fun, but give me give better. me a bit more of this in the next 25 minutes, yeah, and yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> and it almost does, but not quite. Because you get that big mega appear, and then it's like, oh, because they kill they kill fake men. They kill like, fake men. Oh yeah, we did it. In Look a at way us. where it does almost feel like is this the end of the movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, and they it take, seems like a weird wind down. They take the their the photos movie. with yeah. it, and they're all kind of having a bit of a laugh and a bit of a jape. Yeah, and it eats the wall. 
Oh yeah, it's the wall. The, the wall. The, the, the DJ. I love these character I love names. These characters. They go on, just go on the wall. He's the big Jax. Scandinavian dude. Yeah. <laughs> is um, that Ruby Rose's character? Wait, was that Jax? his name? That was his nickname. His name is the Wall. No, yeah. Like, oh, he's credited he as have, the Wall. He does have a, a name because it's on his thingy when he when oh, he, I forget. And, and he introduced him to that, but then they, everyone just calls him the Wall. Yeah. To the point where I can't remember what his actual name is. No. Yeah. Mac um, Jax DJ. Uh, These are like Mortal Kombat. The war. Like, <laughs> is this the Mortal Kombat 12 roster? Is that what this is? Yes. Mac jo- Jonas wins. <laughs> Flawless victory. <laughs> so it's at that stage because it's, it's like it's like the um, the Jaws uh, thing over at Universal Studios. The way it was sort of hung up. Yeah. On the, that's what you've got with kind of fake Meg. It kind of hanging there. It's all bloodied yeah, up. Yeah. We're like, hey, victory, huzzah! Before, yeah, it comes, it comes out. It comes out of the water, eats the fake Meg. Yeah, eat, eats and, fake Meg, and like pulls the boat over. Yeah, flips. What the I did appreciate over. is that that shot of the Meg knocking the boat over is in the trailer, but the smaller Meg isn't in the shot. Yes, that, that's, that was. Neat. Yeah, that's cool that they actually took that step to Tra- be like save yeah. the. Because I'll be save honest, surprise. I. My I favorite moment in the movie yeah. was when the second one sprang yeah. up. Just the like, second, yeah. the second, oh, okay, uh, there's okay. more movie. And then basically, it was, it was a nice surprise. Um, they kill Supremes. They're like, oh yeah, fuck this, we need to go. Um, they lose the dock. The dock sacrifice. Oh, because there just happens to be a dinghy just there. Yeah, yeah. there was just a dinghy next but to the boat. The dinghy was there, and then in the next shot, there's two dinghies because they're on a dinghy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> so Mac's like, where's Mac? Back. Oh, he's swimming out with that dinghy. Oh, and then there's two dinghies. And everyone's then doing split off into two dinghies. Okay, sure. Everyone's in two sure. dinghies and Rain Wilson's ordering some kind of airstrike or yeah, something. Yeah, or is he? Yeah. Because this is when the film decides to tell us yeah. that his character is actually disingenuous. And so, he's not just he's not just a bit ignorant and a bit bumbling and a bit selfish. But he's going to cover up the whole situation. Yeah, because of lawsuits. Because who's of lawsuits. Everyone's fucking dead. Who's going to sue you? Also, who's going to sue you? Because of a giant shark. Yeah. A giant prehistoric shark. Now, Whose de- fault could that be? Dealing with the situation uh, quietly, no, understandable. Man. He's the head of a big business, horrible stuff has happened, but it didn't happen because of him. However, if you want to wrap it up and then research it again from a different way, fair enough. But it's done in a way where it's like, he's sneaky, he's not a nice person. And it comes out of nowhere. Mm. Like he just he, he gives a genuinely sort of kind of compassionate speech to everybody that ends with the dumbest line ever I came here to celebrate with you and now I'm here mourning with you no that <laughs> so opens with that that feels like that, that uh, was oh is that lines. how the speech opened yeah oh yeah. Christ yeah. Yeah, that's one of those lines that feels like was this written in Chinese uh, yes. I don't know I feel, I feel like I feel like someone wrote that and was like this is the best thing I have ever written. <laughs> <laughs> they're so proud of themselves so like, honey, you'll never guess what it's a, I crushed look, it in the writers' look, room today. Look at the contrast I made between these two states of emotion. I'm such a clever writer. It's all about ambivalence and juxtaposition. <laughs> I'm helping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, then so yeah. and then suddenly he's with his little crack team. Firing machine guns and at the corpse. Oh, of like the like shark. a sort of seal team, like yeah. seal team six they're kind of black ops like, type. Yeah, and they're dropping death jams. Yeah. and they're all in black, and they're all yeah. kind of aiming their guns out of a helicopter. The, the, the idea is that they're they're trying to say that they've 
blown the Meg up with these depth charges and now they're just shooting at it for fun. Just to make sure um, it's definitely and then, dead. And then like, like, what oh, harm can it do? Like, what's it going to do to it? What harm can it do for us? Keep shooting! Uh-huh. And then they send, guy, they send the guy down and he's like, oh, okay, uh, get, a, get a tooth from it. It's like, oh, okay. And then you can't get find a tooth on it and then you're like, oh shit, it's a, they've just it's killed a whale. A whale. Which begs the question, how the fuck could you not tell a whale? Because they're idiots. And that was oh, the only gore, that was the only real gore in the movie. Yeah, as well. Whales, like whale, yeah, whale, 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 yeah. whale glory shots. Everywhere. Um, and bubbling. And, and all that oh stuff. shit, and then they take off and he falls out the helicopter and they leave him behind and then he gets chomped by the Meg. Yeah. yeah. In, in, in an apparently karmic death, but... Which didn't seem uh, as, uh, uh, you know. Okay, I, fine. The, 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 you know, the... That kind of level of uh... actually it wasn't even that gory, really. But anyway, no. I like oh, it. It, just, it, I would it, have it cuts away, away just yeah. as it chomps down. Yeah, I would have liked Jeremy Wilson just as. Oh no, that's enough. It chomps and his, his hand, hand is still in the foreground it, yeah. after it chomps, and then it cuts immediately back yeah. to everyone else. So now we've got bigger, scarier Rain Wilson filled Meg and it's on the loose now. Coast. It's hanging, heading for Singapore. Yeah, like a like a really. Densely populated, densely populated, yeah, full of seemingly the worst people. And then everyone realizes that, oh no, he hasn't actually told the authorities about this giant shark. We've got to go stop it on our own. We'll commandeer the evacuation boat. Oh no, they do try to contact people. There's a a very brief line. Oh yeah, like Jax goes like, "Yo, we tried to phone it. It's Matt. Oh, Matt does it. Yeah, where he says like, yeah, we tried, we tried to call it in, but apparently the Coast Guard think that we might be lying about the giant shark. Yeah, they think it sounds like a prank call. And it's like, okay, sure. Okay. But coming from a research facility, like, no. I don't know, do, do call our ID, people. Yeah, yeah show, I know, right? Show that scene. We've like, c- at least show that scene and, and, and indulge in the ridiculousness of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, just oh, show that dumb scene. dumb kids. And, and then have those big guys be the first ones eating or something. Yeah, and, that's you know, some like, hubris that was there. Yeah. Bit, a, bit, a, bit of daft, yeah. a bit of daft, sort no, of obvious no fun. No one is punished for their sins in this film because no one actually commits any No one's actually all sins. that, yeah. yeah. Rain Wilson is like, punished for last second sins? Question he's mark? Sort of, he's sort of short-sighted and a bit misguided. He's not mm. actually evil. Or unless uh, it, this is subverting the whole kind of, you know, narrative device. And just yeah, like, no, this, it's not this, that clever. This <laughs> no one who wrote this movie has ever heard of something called a narrative device. They think that's a spell checker. Like, <laughs> no one knows what that is. Um, but you get this neat sequence of, like, the, the Meg approaching this densely populated beach and you get to see little spotlights of different little pools of characters. All of who, whom are uh, awful. Yeah, there's a guy yeah. in a... In a in a, in a bubble like oh, oh yeah like human. literally walking over people's yeah. heads and then there's the guys who are trying to woo the girls on the other float there's and a neglectful mother the neglectful mother and the kid with the lollipop the awesome kid on beach as he's credited <laughs> and she's just on her phone he's like I want to go swimming no you can't go swimming I want to go swimming no you can't go swimming alright go swimming uh, and little do they I want to go swimming but yeah. I can't go swimming because they're all they're all so distracted and wrapped up in their own little yeah. bit of business they don't notice. They don't notice the them. enormous shark just underneath the surface of the water, um, and then yeah, all fucking hell breaks loose. And, but it's strangely bloodless, and like That's... people get killed, but there's no there's no real blood. People get killed, but you don't really see it. The only person who you definitively see die and get eaten on camera is the dude in the bubble. 
It, Which it even chop- that you only see yeah. the bubble burst. You, cho- you, you, you see the Meg chomp down. Which the is hilarious. Like it can chomp into the glass of the research yeah. facility, but it needed just a second for comic effect before that thing yeah. popped. Yeah. Just like oh, um, okay. listen, plastics are <laughs> tremendously, tremendously flexible and resilient. True. Um, it's, the, it's, the, it's the material of the future. Uh, so and then <laughs> they've got this commandeered ship, and then they take two subs in to try and blow it up. These two like yeah. little jet fighters. Yeah, they they look like the little things uh, that it was a well, to me anyway. It looked like a callback to the weird Gungan. Yeah, it ships was very, it was in, very fun and then it's very, yeah. very, uh, very episode um, one. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all turned to each other and went like the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so weird. That's our right. No, there's always a bigger fish. <laughs> that, a, there is. In, in this instance, literally always, there is a, bigger always fish. a bigger fish. Um, we almost hit that poor Gungan. Uh, why didn't we hit that? Why didn't we hit that? Because Star Tours hates us. Uh, That's why we no. never hit him. Sorry, um, I'm just... Uh, so... Uh, yeah, so they, they've got this, like, sort of chase sequence. Uh, and then it fucks up Staten's sub so he can't fire his jury rig missile at it. So just he, at the last minute. Yeah. Oh, no, he's so, pressing the button the missile won't go. And, he's, and it tears <laughs> up the side of his sub, so then he, like... And then he fucking uses the torn side he of his does sub a barrel roll so he does a barrel roll and he cuts the shark open and then he gets out of the sub and then he stabs and then he, he stabs it in the eye he stabs it in the eye you almost get fist fight with a giant shark that's what I wanted the and entire like, time oh I wanted more of that and you get a little bit of it and then it looks like it's not quite dead and then all the tiny sharks eat it and then a little shark swims out of its mouth and it's not clear whether that's like supposed to be a shark that's eating it and come out or if it's supposed to be like a baby oh, shark escape. that definitely felt like it was just the shark <laughs> yeah. eating it but I've yeah. seen people go like oh that was a sequel hook I was like it was is, it? Is, is it? Is it if it is it wasn't a very clear one this, if um, the sequel hook if anything was the, rev- shot, was, the, was the revelation that there were two hmm. yeah that's a sequel hook in itself but surely. also now we know that there's an ocean beneath the ocean well yeah if you go back to the ocean beneath but the ocean, the the whole thing about the stabbing yeah. it in the eye that the was King that Kong made me kind of yeah. realize what it was I wanted from this, which was that. Jason Statham pulling a knife from his uh, from his belt before <laughs> before putting it into his mouth <laughs> and saying with it in his mouth, shocking time. <laughs> <laughs> I need more quips while underwater. I, whilst underwater, <laughs> I wanted I wanted him to be able to. Somehow swim up to the shark and then be able to kind of hold himself yeah, upright yeah. and then basically oh, no, box just, with like holding onto one of the sharks things just snaps out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, 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 he loses the knife. He just starts punching <laughs> or kicking, doing his karate kicks. <laughs> it's like it's like that. Sh- it's, it's like that moment in Guardians of the Galaxy two with Drax on the inside of the monster. Yeah, that would have been a good. Bit, a bit like what um, uh, Dave Batista's is doing to Disney at the moment. Stabbing um, everything inside, very good. Um, um, so yeah, it's and then it dies. He and shanks then, the shark. It sinks down the to the bottom. Like, gets eaten, and then there's he gets together with the with Suyin, probably maybe. And then the kid's very up, happy. The kid's very happy, and it comes up with Finn at the end. Yo, oh yes, up. but Sharknado already did that joke. Oh really? Yeah, Sharknado does that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it finishes so, with Finn. Um, yeah, I like this movie. It's 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 silly. It could be sillier. It's fun. It could be more fun. Yeah. It it, it could. Mm. It just. It's fine. It's, it's okay. It's thin. But it's thin. Yeah, but it could have been so yeah. much more bombastic. The version of this movie I had in my head going in was 
so much more stupid. Yeah. And so much more quippy and so much more Statham. And it just didn't. It just get didn't. There. It just never, never did it. I still enjoyed it. But I did. It no, didn't, I didn't hate it by any stretch, but it didn't scratch on my itches. It did not scratch my. Oh, this is a film with Jason Statham and a giant shark yeah, in it. It I didn't that. hit every uh, 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 point it needed to hit for like me. I just. I. I it just missed the mark. So yeah, it, yeah. I could have if, really done without the bloodlessness for a start. And the, don't rush out for it. No. no. In fact, hang fire to see if they do a, a gorier, more violent Blu-ray release. Mm. And then maybe jump on that. Because there's, there's, there is fun to be had here. But not quite enough of it. Not quite enough. Not quite enough of it. it it's, a, it's a wait for Netflix or... Um, yeah, don't rush yeah. out to see it by any means. <clears throat> Although I think it's done pretty well, so we'll probably get a sequel maybe. Maybe. Whether it be any good or not. Do you think Statham would do the sequel? Probably. What the fuck does else he, he doing? Yeah. Like, he's not... He's, I mean, he's not like he's got some sort of like metric of quality. Yeah, like, like... He did Year of... Not Year of the King, what's it called? Um, Is it Year of the King? What, what's... Oh, no, the, the Name, name of, of the King. King the Name of the King. Yeah, he did a fucking Uwe Ball Anyone that's done a Uwe Ball film probably will do anything. Yeah, I mean, Ben Kingsley's done a couple. Yep. And Ben Kingsley, yeah. He's won his Oscar now. He doesn't need to give a shit. Christian Slater's done Did Alone in the Dark. Um... What Tara else? Reed. Well, fuck. Oh. Yeah, she's in, she's in like all the Sharknado movies, so don't don't be telling me that Tara. Reed's oh yeah, well, can, having, as someone who's not seen the Sharknado films, the Sharknado, I've seen the first two. Do you? Yes, where where does the Meg kind of fit into that oeuvre? It's more enjoyable. The Meg is the Meg's more enjoyable right. because Sharknado, while it is fun, it is deliberately trying to be bad. Right, okay. He's, like, he's deliberately trying to make. It's, it's not earnest, and it's no, badness. no. It's 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 making it's 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 being made with the intention of it being fodder for a flop house. How did this get made, etc., etc., etc. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I mean, it's fun. It is fun. Like, no, I I enjoy the first two Sharknados. They are silly and fun because there are like but, sixteen of them or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so six. low budget, it's and they're shock. so. Sharknado, Sharknado, the other one, I think is the second one. Is that the title? Sharknado two, the second one. The second one. Sharknado three, I'm not sure. No. Sharknado four is called May the Fourth. No, it's no, called um, Sharknado the Fourth Awakens. The Fourth Awakens. That's it. Oh, right, so it was as recently as 2017. Yeah. Then, yeah. Like oh, oh, yeah. That, that, that one was 2016. 2017's Global Swarming, and this year's is the final Sharknado. It's about time, which is a funny title on its own. But it's about time travel. I'd heard it was about yeah. time travel. So the title itself is kind of a like, great joke. And they should just definitely end it here. Yeah, yeah, acknowledgement like, this has been going on too it, long. They're so deliberately low budget. Mm. And deliberately like crap. Yeah. They're, they're there to make you go, oh, that was fun. Like, but then after a while you go, they know that yeah. this is... The, Meg yeah, the fact that it's not earnest. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. the fact that it's aiming to be... The Meg is mm. deliberately silly, but it isn't deliberately crap. Yeah. The Room, like, Plan 9 from Outer Space, like these yeah. are movies that they don't think they're crap at all, yeah. and that's why yeah, they're Yeah, they, so they, they're made with a sense of like, oh, we, we, I, I'm making, we I, I want, to be, an, I want to be an artist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the fact that it fails so badly. Yeah, because it's not swinging, it's not swinging and therefore missing. It's literally just putting the bat down and just walking away. And you can have that trauma angle, you can have that thing where the movies know that they're dumb and they're doing it because they're doing it for the love of that style. 
Um, but then when you make six of the same one in a row, it's like, yeah, the appeal's gone, guys. Mm. The appeal's kind of gone. It's like that whole Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus and that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're made with mostly B-roll. Yeah. Like, they're um, not... They're, the they're... fact that Lake Placid and Anaconda have had a crossover movie now because yeah. they just want to cash in on the... Yeah. This is cheesy fun! So the Meg, as far as all that stuff is concerned, it rates significantly it higher. absolutely yeah. a better movie. Mm. And I enjoyed it more than I have enjoyed the two Sharknadoes I've seen. Right, Because okay. they do... Because... The, the, Sharknado, the Sharknado movies I've seen lean a little too hard into being crap. Right. If we could get some sort of middle ground for the sequel to the Meg, of yeah. like having it be, like maybe get a chainsaw into the Meg. There, there is, yeah. It was, like, if you, want you know what I mean? Sharks, well, that's that's a good question. Like, that'd what, be good. what the, 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 the what should be your business? What should be the sequel? Oh, um, give me a, give me a one sentence outline as what the sequel is. Oh, Charlie, go first. Oh. Out, like, the Meg sequel. Well, I mean, the, the, the easy and obvious one would be that second shark is still on... Oh, no, because it's been killed, isn't it? Yeah. All right, so we've got the kind of slit down the middle, the opening kind of prologue to it, yeah. as you see that uh, the, the kind of wound open up to reveal... Dozens and dozens and dozens of those, like you baby, know, they're like baby the, makes. Yeah, they're like sort of they're yeah. those like mermaid pouches, oh, like yeah. shark eggs. Yeah, in a like Godzilla. I'm, I'm, I'm calling back to I'm calling back to the yeah. Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and literally like zoom in onto one of the little pouches and the eye just boom, and now yeah. it's Jason Statham versus Army of Megs. What if it's so Meg Junior? Meg Junior. What if it's Jason Statham and a Meg that he finds that imprints on him? Versus an army of Megs, a la the, oh, the Godzilla, Godzilla series that sequelized the film. Jason Statham riding a Meg to battle. With a chainsaw, of course. With a chainsaw. He's literally got reins in its mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's holding it with one hand, he's got a chainsaw in yeah, the other. Yeah. Bruce Campbell is also there. <laughs> For reasons. Because Bruce Campbell, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, all shark people. <laughs> oh, yeah, I um, have. Um, have um, Fuck, what's his name from Jaws? Fuck. Uh, uh, oh. Close Encounters. Uh, Richard Dreyfus. Have Richard Dreyfus there in his oh! old 80s year old. I <laughs> do like Richard Dreyfus in things. I could go for that. Um, Just have him reprise the role. He reprised so, it in Piranha 3D. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, the movie cool opens J. with him playing uh, his Jaws character. Oh my god. Hello Cool J. Come in, doing a song for it. Yes. Deep it. Deepest, more deepest, more bluest. More My blue. hat is more like a My hat is, is prehistoric. <laughs> <laughs> I feel um, like I'm, I'm I'm leaning into Sharknado territory now. Yeah. No, well, 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 no. My pitch is one word. What? Oh, go on. Magnado. It's just a bigger Sharknado. But just with Meg. With Meg. Just filled with Megs. Just, you thought the sharks were bad last time. Now they're about 80 times no, the size. Bunch of Megs. It's, it's, Land Megs. Megs with legs. The Meg- Land Megs with legs! <laughs> Megs with That's legs! That's the one! Megs with legs! That's the one! <laughs> Megs with legs! Walking around like the street sharks. <laughs> or like zombie. They've just got human legs. Oh, God. <laughs> um, to oh. the People's Republic of China and their film board, do get in touch. Yeah. Megs with legs! Yes! Oh, genetic engineering. That's also going to be the next Jurassic World movie. Excellent. The next Jurassic movie is going to be a Jurassic World, the mega crossover. It's going to be Meg with legs. Oh. <laughs> Jason Statham riding the Meg onto land. It continues on with it. I'm imagining it with kind of uh, yeah. like spider legs. Yeah. Like it's got four yeah. on each side. Yeah. And, it, and, then, and then he's like, scuttling like a lobster. Like, yeah, scuttling. And then he meets up with Chris Pratt. Riding, riding a velocity or riding a T Rex. They high five. The T Rex. They yeah. somehow the high five one yeah. another. Yeah. 
and then they are very versus, awkward because the yeah, legs are very the big. Legs higher. It's a long stretch. No, because in the in. All right, we're in the like. Let's not give away all our secrets just yet. I feel like we have an idea here. We just we need have an idea. We just need fine tuning. I don't even think we need that. Million, I think several, we're already there. Several hundred million dollars. We need all the millions yeah. of dollars. Just. Just to um, make this happen. This is yeah. We'll set up a Patreon for it. We'll we, get yeah. it, we'll we get just it need one shot as they all char as a leg a Meg we... and a T Rex <laughs> being ridden by Jonas Statham and Chris Pratt, mm-hmm. and they're both both these animals are wearing heels and mm-hmm. running, and they're charging yeah. toward the big hybrid genetically engineered yeah. Megasaurus Raptor by Verizon or whatever it's called, yeah. and just out of shot on the edge of a boat, lifting up his stump. Is a slightly haggard-looking Rain Wilson who goes, "Hell yeah, uh, again!" Yes, as they charge into battle. Um, <laughs> I like it. I like. I also like the idea. He's so slightly melty face. The, the, the Jurassic World thing <laughs> yeah. has made, made got me thinking of maybe not Jason Statham versus Giant Shark, but Jason Statham combined. Oh, with combined Giant with Giant Shark. Shark. Yes. Give yes. Jason Statham shark yeah. DNA. I'm a megalodon. Oh yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the, we, mm. We're sequelizing this. We've got a franchise already. We're, mm. we're going to kickstart it and yeah. we're going to make the sequel to someone else's IP. And when someone comes after us <laughs> to stop it, we're going to be big, whiny babies. We'll about write it a pissy today. letter and then <laughs> give everyone their yeah. Twitter handles in order for the people to break them. Yeah, and Rain That's Wilson be... will direct. Speaking of people directing people Rain by Wilson. Twitter and emails. Uh, that was time for our emails. Yeah. You people hey. have been berating uh, We've got a couple to catch up on. No, we've not got loads. Um, but we've got this one coming in from Lewis. It says, greeting big damn dammers. You big damn dammer. Um, you big old I've been watching down. Matt Groening's Disenchantment on Netflix recently. Yeesh. And I'll be honest, it's pretty great. Oh. Ooh. I didn't expect much going in, but I'm a fan of Groening's work. So I give it a go. And I'm pleasantly surprised. It starts a bit slow, but it quickly picks up the pace. And it's a fun quirky little fantasy show with good characters and great visuals. It's not as good as The Simpsons, but it's worth a watch if only for Matt Bloody Berry, who's amazing in it. That's yes, that's true. Um, that's true. Give it a go if you haven't already. Also, what are your favourite directors slash extended cuts of films? Ones that are legitimately better than the theatrical version. I personally love the special mm. edition of Terminator 2, which is now the only version I'll ever watch. <laughs> that's all from me. Goodbye all. Well, Terminator uh, 2. Thank you, LP. Um, I, I, well, I would say for the most part, yeah. there are obviously a few exceptions which we will touch on, but I would say that the version that ends up in cinemas is usually the better version. Yeah. The director's cuts, generally speaking, I'd say yeah. aren't better. Blade Runner, director's cut. Um, like, 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 like if you, superior. Yes, yeah. and if you take like if you take the um, Lord of the Rings films, for example, yeah, yeah. when they got extended out, yeah. the bits that were cut, there are some beautiful sequences yeah, in there, and they, I prefer to watch it, but I think as a film... Yeah. Those theatrical versions are the better films yeah, yes. because they are more streamlined yeah. and they, they they're more economical with their storytelling, which generally speaking, I'd say is. I, I think they can just put the difference on some of it because then you get to the third film, and then you've got like things like the the crystal vial and elven rope and stuff like that, which isn't really explained properly. That's true. There's That's true. The, 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 you sort of could like put maybe one or two scenes back in fellowship would mm. help the overall shape of the trilogy but they're so well made yeah. that I think it, they get away with it and that's yeah away. no I would I would just want I do want to clarify before like you know you guys get emails that yeah. those versions are definitely my preferred oh, yeah. way of watching them prefer the having the, I definitely prefer them but um well, I don't think they're better films necessarily. um oh something like um Daredevil. we said blade runner blade runner Daredevil is yeah. not a good film but the director's cut 
is a vast improvement. Yes, it, is. it is also still not a good. Um, <laughs> it goes from being a two star movie to a three star movie. But that's not bad. That's fifty percent better. Yeah. That's true. But with the with the the additional forty five minutes put back into forty five minutes. That's how much they cut. The theatrical cut is, I think, an hour and. 27 minutes long it's not even 90 minutes the, long the uh, director's cut is just over 2 hours by like a few minutes and it's so improved for it there's an entire sideline with Foggy and, and Matt and their actual lawyering where they learn about Fisk's operations through that side of stuff there's a completely extra storyline right. with a different character Electra is fleshed out a bit right. more so that you get to know her as opposed to her just being weird breathy Jennifer Garner going <sighs> And throwing daggers at people, <laughs> like there's, there's more to it, and there's more scenes with Colin Farrell, which instantly makes it better. Yes, him dicking around his balls. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Entertaining thing about I'm really, movie. really glad that. Just as a side note, I'm really, really glad Colin Farrell's like seems to have been reassessed by everyone, and everyone now yeah. thinks that he's great. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I never did. Because there was a while there where people would like well, people didn't seem to rate him all that well. I was like, oh, is that guy from Phone Booth? Thinking he was bad. But he had we had a he had a kind of run of a few kind of. High oh, yeah. profile does. Definitely been in some bad films. And like, some terrible eggs. Yeah. Oh, and the director's cut of Daredevil puts back in the only F bomb that was in the movie. Oh, okay. Um, which was Colin Farrell go or Kingpin played by Michael Clark Duncan, who's absolutely astounded in that role. Yeah, and then yeah, Zendaka comes along and it's like, I, c- I can cope with the notion that we'll never see Michael Clark Duncan play that part anymore because this is so good, but he also is still great. Mm. Um Michael Clark Duncan says to, to Colin Farrell's bullseye, says, Will there be anything else? And he leans across the desk and he goes, Yeah. I want a fucking costume. Which was improvised on set. They liked the line so much that they asked him to do a safe version, which is why in the actual film he says, I want a bloody costume. And then they use that. And the director's cook goes, nah, fuck that. I'll put the original improv back right, in. It's much right, better. It's good. It's good. Um, it's good. And he just gets to be more unnecessarily creepy. And The director's cook Daredevil is not a good film, but it is a much better film than the version that you've already seen, folks. So um, and then Aliens. Took- Oh, is that yes, it? Yes, yeah. the, the aliens that everyone knows from the home video version mm. is the special edition, which is like 45 minutes longer. Yes. Oh, like, right. The, that's the, the only version the I've seen. The theatrical cut of Aliens starts with Ripley on the fucking. I'm on it. On, on the, sta- on the, on the hospital yeah. station. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, and it doesn't have the stuff with Newt before. Yeah, it doesn't have it, the glimpses like, of the collar. Yeah, the it doesn't have the glimpses it doesn't, of the collar. It doesn't, it doesn't have the Mac... Uh, MacDonald or his name is Captain Red Dwarf it doesn't have any of that moment. I yeah. Yeah, it, right. so the first time you see the colony is when they get there and see the destruction you don't have any of the pre you're uh, like oh this stuff. is people living and surviving huh. and, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot shorter and again just, um, it's also a little moment in the film itself like yeah. certain stuff's cut the, the, the scene with the the, 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 the turret in the corridor yeah, so for example that's, that's like, not in the it's like book. yeah I, don't, I think it's, I'm sure it's there but it's like it's like three minutes shorter yeah. I don't think you get which, the moment which takes with... away the tension of them just because again yeah. that is one of the tensest moments of the movie and you don't even see anything no. you just see flashes of something crawling and a monitor going and a number going down Yeah, and it works because of how prolonged it is because you're right there with them going and it's yeah it's lost in the theatrical cut the director's cut of Alien not as good as the original yeah too long too long. long and too drawn out and, and not enough music and, and, as by, well. and by Ridley Scott's like own so admission the only reason he did it is because he could he, really? doesn't, even, yeah. he doesn't even think it's better <laughs> he it does beg the question better. why because he was going to get a cinematic movie release so he was like oh I'll go back and do a director's cut and he did a director's cut and it was like this is worse it's actually worse why, did why that... Ridley a question also, we will continue to ask it him. goes to yeah. show that you know Ridley Scott doesn't necessarily know what 
fuck are you doing? No, um, he, well, he could do with yeah, uh, having some oversight. Yes. Um, I'm glad that someone's enjoying Disenchantment because as it stands right now, I'm I'm, I'm not. I've only seen the first one and it's I'm really struggling yeah. with it and it looks cheap as shit. I've seen the trailers and I'm like, mm, this looks interesting, but not interesting enough to get me to actually watch it. It doesn't look like a professionally made cartoon. It looks like yeah. one of those sort of flash animations that used to be on like um uh Newgrounds yeah. and stuff like that those websites like flash flash can work if directed right but if you're noticing it too yeah, much, no, it, lo- it looks not, it yeah. looks really really cheap particularly um, by the standards of the I, Simpsons and Futurama I had a similar thing with Final Space on Netflix I had a friend of mine <clears> recommend <throat> that to me and I barely made it through the first episode the main character is so fucking obnoxious and the mm. humour is so fucking obnoxious. Mm. I'm just like, I, I actually can't. What I'm, watch what I'm struggling with with Disenchantment as well is what Futurama had, which was really, really helpful, is you had Fry as the kind yeah. of uh, audience avatar yeah, yeah. to kind of like, to be yeah. like, oh, this is why this is all weird. Whereas in this show, everyone kind of already exists in the same yeah, world a little yeah, bit yeah. And, and doesn't. So, yeah, it's a little it, inaccessible. It's a l- not, yeah, just you know, yeah. it, and it doesn't seem to be taking advantage of its own potential silliness either. But so, um, but I'll, I'll stick with it if if this guy's enjoying, it, if Luke's enjoying it as much as he uh, says. Lewis, Lewis, Lewis sorry. Um, I, I've I've given it a go just because I know that it's the writing pool on it is a mix of the people who used to write for Futurama, specifically uh, the the revival. Um, oh, Comedy Central. Yeah, and some of them are writers from the UK who worked on the Fremantle. And um, Josh Weinstein, who was the showrunner of Future Armor, um, produced a, a puppet show for the UK called Strange Hill High. Okay, and that had, that was had some wonderfully dry, like British oddball humour to it. So mm. I, I'm interested in watching it. I, I know I know one of the writers who worked on that has written one of the mid season batch of episodes for this disenchantment. There's so, only ten, and they haven't started yeah. work on the next ones yet. Yeah, yeah. So he's written stuff that's in the latter half of the season. Then, so the stuff like that's made me go like, "Oh, I'll give it a go," because I want to see how the British stuff's leaked into it. See if yeah. it's kind of there. Um, but yeah, um, I hope it. I hope it gets better. I, I for, hope so. For, 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 for be your just... sakes and the shows. Well, because yeah. anything Matt Groening does, from Life Is Hell all the way mm-hmm. up through, you know, The Simpsons and Futurama and beyond, I will always kind of take the time to always uh, worth checking out. Yeah, to check yeah. into because. Despite the Simpsons' kind of steady decline in quality, he has always been someone that I've always been really interested in, and his stock, uh, you know, culturally is always going to be high. Just can you, you think about the kind of influence he's had, and so you know, it's it's a new thing, it's a new intellectual property, it's a new batch of characters. So maybe it is just the case of kind of. Working and it, you know, sim- like if you think of what The Simpsons looked like in its first season and mm. how it kind of developed, how people <laughs> literally, literally found their voices as time yeah. went on. Bars. So yeah, yeah, I'm Walter Matthau. Yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully, yeah, <laughs> it, it'll speak to me a little, uh, a little more as time goes on. Yeah. Do you think what it needs is legs with the legs? I well now that now that that's in my head, I think um, everything could do with that. To everything be honest. needs it. Tonight's episode of Casualty. If you've been affected by the stories raised in tonight's episode, uh, do please call the National Meg Helpline. Uh, <laughs> this next one comes in from Ian. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, it contains no Megs or legs. I guess it's got some legs in it. No Megs, though. Um, <laughs> oh, God.
God, some weird questions in this. Also, I've been instructed... Should we, do, should we answer them one at a time? I've been instructed to read this in the voice of Margaret Thatcher. Oh, well, you, um, had, laid the, you had laid that gauntlet down. I'm... Okay. This I'm lady is not for comment about Whittaker's TARDIS being a ball pit and her losing balls. Hasn't she already lost hers when she regenerated? Boo! Boo! <laughs> Bad! Not because, Bad. not because that was any, like, a sexist or anything. It's just a shit yes, joke. Yes, that's not good. Boo thing. joke. That's not boo good. Rubbish joke. Rubbish. I boo to your rubbish joke. Um, <laughs> how dare you. Not enough megs. <laughs> no legs. Any... Ugh... <laughs> uh. Any plans for Halloween? What costumes will you be wearing to hide your mortal human form? Well, what I'll be doing, in fact, is removing my mortal human disguise yes. and revealing my lizard person. Yes. Uh, <laughs> in- interior. I I have no idea. I haven't thought that far ahead. What would you be doing for Halloween, Chris? I, you know, I normally I normally avoid Halloween just because, like, doing stuff with kids TV. I don't want to be opening the door really. Because it's like, hi! But then last year, or the year before, I threw caution to the window and went, sod it. And I stuck a gremlin and a ventriloquist doll in the window. Mm-hmm. So it was that, it really was that thing of these kids. Like, not these stuff kids. you bought for Halloween, just stuff you no, just had in the house. It was like, these kids have got to really want these sweets to come down this driveway. Like I saw yeah. kids go at the end of the driveway, look at the doll in the window and be like, and turn away. The ones who did come to the front door were greeted by me dressed as a ventriloquist doll. And that was fun. Yeah, so um, I so I don't really do Halloween. Lucy loves Halloween though. We've got yeah. like spider lights and everything. She loves it. So I don't know what I'm doing for Halloween. I'll probably like get drunk at six a.m. and play until dawn. Seven know, times I'll, well, I'll do what I, you know. Like my usual kind of because I like to kind of um, theme stuff around um, <laughs> theme stuff around sort of films and yeah. stuff like that. So what I'm probably gonna do is have a few drinks and go out and do some murders. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The purge style. Yeah, purge style. Yeah, yeah. It's good old, good old fashioned murder. Yeah. Halloween purge. It's good. It's good. Cool. Um, disclaimer. A couple of. A oh, couple no, 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 no. I'm going I'm to. You don't have to do a disclaimer. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I've got a couple, got a couple of. Send in your addresses. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just be out. Be out and about. Just be out and about. Um, the, so a couple of this or that, which I'm not going to do the Thatcher voice for because I can't be asked. Okay. Um, okay. 1960s Time Machine or 2002 Time Machine film? Oh, sixties, oh, good god! Yeah, 60s. Although, uh, but, um, you, you, um, it was Guy Pearce. Guy I like Guy Pearce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just oh, stick Guy Pearce into the sixties one somehow. Yeah, have him appear in the sixties movie with the two thousand two time machine. And be like, oh no, I've crossed my own timeline yeah. in an alternate reality. Or have him be what they what they call the Gargamels. What are they fucking? The, the, the Morlocks. The Morlocks. Morlocks. Yeah. Yeah. Have them be have him be a Morlock. Yes. out of the mouth of one of them. Yeah, that's a cop out, but yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> the mandarin get back in there hello i'm guy pierce <laughs> this is not how i sound but it's how i sound in this film do you remember samantha mumba being an actor being a thing um, no, samantha mumba being a thing yeah. gary oldman was in that it was the sort of weird um was it gary oldman he was sort of weird it was an early 2000s fancy Uber movie Moore. i could imagine that so oh quite possible oh no 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 it wasn't was no, it, was it was um was jeremy it? irons Oh, is it Jeremy Irons? I think it was Jeremy Irons. Um, I'm, I'm sure it was Jeremy Irons. He shall practice his courtesy. And, and, um, send in corrections. Yeah. Uh, one misses the days uh, when one's biggest okay. problems will wind up penguins. Osmosis Jones or We're Back, A Dinosaur Story? We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. I've not seen either. That's my fucking <laughs> jam. I'm so pleased someone else has heard of that. I thought I was the only person that... I'm aware of it. I've never seen it. We're back when we're in the dawn of time. Yeah, yeah, sing yeah. a song with me. 
Okay. Just very fascinating. Um, is it Warner? I think it was Warner Brothers. I think it's Warner Brothers. Yeah. Oh no, it's Universal. As Universal distributor, Universal released two films back to back at the end of November and the start of December in, in 1993. One of them was way back a dinosaur story. The other one was Schindler's List. Oh! That is the biggest mood swing I've ever seen a studio yes. have uh, yeah. in um, my life. Um, and, uh, I'm going to say Osmosis Jones because it's a fascinating story when you think of it as not the story of a guy and his you know his his, his body breaking down and, and it being personified as a cop show. It's fascinating when you look at it as Bill Murray signed this contract, is being paid for this, watch him mostly not give a shit whenever it that's cuts to That's every single yeah. film Bill Murray's yeah, yeah. That's, it's that's the weird what it's one because it's juxtaposed with this weird vibrant animation nonsense going on that suddenly just cuts back to Bill Murray not giving a shit. It's really weird to watch. They didn't actually have him act. He was just, they, they just, just followed him around. Murray they followed him around and they, they made sure he got a cold. Yeah. So they could film well, what my one has is John, John Goodman, Goodman as a T-Rex. Um, Yours has the circus stuff. Yeah, with the weird that's word, demented. Professor Screw-Eyes. who disappears in like a, a, a cloud, cloud of like crows. crows. They well, it's implied that they eat him within seconds and leave the screw that was yeah. embedded in his eye, yeah. which somehow controls not only dinosaurs but also people's minds. Yeah, it's a dumb film. It's something to do with this brain drain, which is a thing which I can't it's, quite remember. It's, it's, in, that, it's, it's, in, that, it's yeah. in that early 90s, like Don Bluth and a few other studios started doing the darker version of Disney in the 80s. Yeah. So then every studio just threw batshit mental concepts at the wall and made it. And so many of them don't work. No. But they're like, yeah. but like, I mean, but that's the same thing as the Brave Little Toaster, same era as that. Yes. And the Land Before yeah, yeah. Time. Slightly earlier, yeah, but yeah. And, and that, that, that realm of. Brave Little Toaster are, at least was based on a book. Secret of Nim. Yeah. And, and, and these sort of films where you're just like, the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of them are beautiful. Well, and this is are, the thing that's like, fuck is going children on? who were born in the 60s and 70s, uh, children yeah. of the LSD generation, yes. when they're yes. in their thir- 20s and 30s, yeah. they're going, yeah, I'm going to pitch this thing. <laughs> their brains are so it, fucking fried by their parents' drug abuse. Fern Gully, where the villain is a cloud of smog and I mentioned this on yes, yes, and it's, yeah. it's called Nexus and it's, yeah. and it's where, Tim Curry where he sings about toxic love <laughs> <laughs> yes oh I should it's watch that, Fern that, 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 well Fern Gully's worth skipping but that if you can find that song on YouTube it's worth finding I think it's on Netflix so I might as well just look it up and slime up above is Fern Gully the one with basically the Vore song where it's just that lizard who randomly sings about yes. eating something yeah, yeah, and then yeah. that's it and they move on when they eat somebody it might, might as well, well be you and that's it it's and just it's there. very very erotic <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of tongue action okay. the the the, the, the the, it, uh, the music is kind of jazz, mm, kind of slow, sexy uh, jazz. And it's, a- and it's, aching, it's aching to the, uh, I hesitate to use a term coined by the nostalgia critic, but it's very a big-lipped alligator moment. Yes, like yeah. some, uh, like yeah, old, yeah. Uh, old dogs go to heaven or whatever it is, it, where there's just randomly is, a scene with a sewer alligator, and it happens, and then it's gone. That's become a TV trope. Like that's, oh, it's coined yeah. on, on Nostalgia Critic. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, before they were taping people to walls and not providing water at shoots. Yeah, um, well, I mean, yeah. you know, like lots of stuff is started by terrible people, but we, we adopt it. Yeah. We'll take Because it's, ni- it's a nice kind of way of describing the thing. Oh, yeah. actually, actually, no. Lindsay Ellis coined that term in the crossover review that they did. When oh, she was there we are. So it's fine. It's okay. Yeah, a, a nicer person um, coined it. Yes. Not an oblivious What was twat. the next? This Cheryl Cole. Oh. Or Guy Lambert. Not Cheryl Cole. Cheryl Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's got a funny voice. Can I have both? 
Uh, Guy Lambert. Uh, Guy yeah, Lambert. You might, you might have to be face. the goal between now. Wave to Guy, I don't everyone. I Charles Guy's type. Let's wave to Guy. Um, <laughs> um, okay, I'll t- well, I've yeah. never... I've, to be fair, I've never met either. He's, he's all right, he's Guy. He's uh, a lovely man. Fine, I'll pick Guy. He's yeah. a lovely man with wonderful legs. W- wonderful legs? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've never, he, I've never he, really examined it. He needs way. to attach them to a Meg. Can I keep them? <laughs> yes. No Megs, no legs for the rest of the podcast, which is not going to be very long. Um, <laughs> and finally, meat paste or a milky brew? Oh, a CBBC question. Meat paste. Really? Yeah. How milky is the brew? How long is well, the brew? Milky brew, exactly. milky brew is simply the term coined by Hackett, Doggerty, and Sterling. My brew, when I, even though referred to as a milky brew, was always how I just have it, which is with a dash of milk. milk. Yeah, dash is, yeah. yeah. Does um, that, yeah, does that constitute meat, a milky brew? Because milky paste. brew to me is the one that looks like sort of glue. That, that yeah, that kind that's of that's a greyish colour. Yeah, meat paste mm-hmm. is going to be more consistent a flavour. Not necessarily a better flavour. Yeah, I don't, I don't want meat paste at all. More consistent flavour than a milky brew. I think I'd go for the milky brew because even if I threw it away, it would feel less wasteful anyway. Because throwing away meat paste, that that. <laughs> Something died for that, and it still tastes like garbage. Yeah, true. Possibly. I've not well, had meat paste. I don't know. Meat paste is pretty good. I've got um, meat paste. Get it down your final face. Question. Get your meat paste this one down comes in from your face. Tom Monty. It's a last minute question, uh, so obviously a response to your asking for uh, anyone who wanted to neg the Meg. And on that theme, he asks Aliens of London, World War Three. I really bloody love it. It's funny, intense, emotional, and silly. What more could you want from a Doctor Who story? To what extent do you agree slash disagree? This is like a, the worst exam question ever. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, it's series one, so it's perfect. It's series Fuck one, you. it's really Fuck good. Fuck you, listener. <laughs> I agree, it's it's a very good encapsulation of modern Doctor Who, what it could be, what it would later become. I'm shaking my be. booty. You are shaking I don't, I have seen that episode, because I watched all of that series. I don't remember it. It's the one with the baby-faced aliens and Annette Bedland being fabulous. Got to triplicate, triplicate the flammability of this alcohol, but what we all got... Wait, sorry, hang on. You're going to triplicate the flammability? Yeah. You're making it up. Oh, well. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's, it's, I love it. It's series one. I love and it. Also, I love it. It's perfect. It's series one. It's got farting it, aliens, and yet they still feel like a credible threat. It lays down the... It's wonderful. It lays down one of the many... Jackie Tyler slaps the by. doctor. Which is? Well... Victory should be naked. Because <laughs> no, it should be. That's something to put on the tombstone. And on that note, <laughs> let's Steer all home, take off our pants till next week. Um, thank you for listening, as always. Thank you for joining us, Charlie. Very, very welcome. Come thank you for having me once anytime. again. They will embrace um, you and your watsits. Tell the listeners where they can find you and your watsits. Oh, uh, lizard uh, or otherwise. I am on both Instagram and Twitter as at Charlie Demello, which is C H A R L I E D E M E L O. Yeah, boy. Um, you can um, catch us in our filth at, at Big yes. Damn Cast, of course, on the uh, Big Damn Channel and Big Damn Stream on Twitter. And please feel free to email us Doctor Who questions or anything else that might not be Doctor Who questions. Oh, please, can I interrupt please. there? Don't email me. Don't, any questions. don't, don't send I don't, anything. I don't want to hear from any no, of you. No, no. Charlie, <laughs> fuck you, listener. <laughs> fuck you, listener. You can go and you can look, but you cannot. Cannot touch. Um, no, no, no eye contact. No touching. Yes, uh, it's his own personal strip club. I you keep, may watch. I save the kissing for the person I'm going to marry. If you want oh. to get in touch with Chris and I, bigdamncontact at gmail.com We're off to go start crowdfunding legs with Megs. Megs with legs. Megs with legs. Legs and Megs. <laughs> also could work. Legs on. Le- legs. What could leg be short for? 
Legend. Lego Mega. Lego Mega. Lego Megadon. It's a Lego Madon. Lego Madon. The Lego Movie Three. Lego Megs. Legs Megs. <laughs> oh God, we're gonna get sued. Bye. Bye. Bye.